and welcome to StarkCast. I'm Joe Stark, and today I'm talking with longtime friend of the show, Matt Kirby. What is up, dude? Hey, man. How you doing? Oh, I'm so stoked to be talking to you. It has been way too long. It's It's been, you know, a couple of deaths, a couple of moves, and a pandemic, and a couple of presidents, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> so much. <laughs> so we're living in a very different world now than the last time we talked, bit. dude. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I don't know whether it's for the better or the worse. Oh, I, for sure some things have got to be better, right? Uh, the, the introvert in me says it's for the better. <laughs> <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree with that statement, dude. I know. We're, like, we, we, we're going out because we live relatively close to a, a kind of, not a national park, but a, a nature nature area. And we go for a walk up there and it's like... There's so I mean, even though we're still in a national lockdown, there's so many people out walking around with their fucking dogs and their kids and their old old parents and whatnot. And we're just like we we preferred it when no one was here. It was so much nicer when we were alone. Yeah, that's something that we noticed. Like places where we would go to regularly, you know, to to go on be out in nature and stuff, and you'd rarely see anybody. Like I remember it was maybe the first two or three weekends of the lockdown we were getting out and it was pretty much normal but around weeks like four five six we'd roll into a place and be like i've never seen this many cars in this parking lot before no i know yeah i mean the lockdown one over here so that was 22nd of march i think it started last year Nine, sorry, 19th of March last year, my wife told me, because um, it was her birthday on the 21st, so she literally had her first, like, she was one of the first lockdown birthdays, and it was horrible. <laughs> what a gift. <laughs> um, it was, she hated it. Uh, so, yeah, 19th of March it started then, and I was, I said, right, okay, that's it, I'm, I'm shutting shutting the business down for the moment, just because, obviously, you have to. I cancelled everything, and I, the, the jobs I had in were, I had a cabinet to build for a pregnant lady, I went, no, I'm not doing that, just in case. I had, and then a couple of old people who were linked like high risk. So went, nope, that's it. Shut everything down. And I will spend this time getting our house ready for sale because I can. Because luckily I, I knew lockdown. I had an inkling lockdown was coming. So I went out and bought everything I needed, like paint and shit. Oh, perfect. So, during, so when lockdown started, I was like, right, this is fucking great. The weather is beautiful. So I spent, I, I went out every morning at eight o'clock and I rode my bike and I rode up the top of the, the hill where we were living. Um, did a little circuit and came back down. So I was doing like nine, sort of between six and nine miles a day. And I didn't see anybody. It was fucking beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. And then <laughs> and then this time round, literally, you can't move for people on the trails. It is ridiculous. No one is paying attention to what is actually going on in this fucking world. And still in the UK, they're not paying attention to it. Idiots. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's very much the way it is here, man. Um, I, I, I've been, since I've been just working from home now, I'll go like stretches of days where like, I might like open the door and look outside, but I'm not like putting on a coat and <laughs> boots and like actually even leaving the house. It's been kind of both nice no, and weird. <laughs> I, I've had, I've had the days of living in my pajamas. Definitely. It's, uh, it's been bloody lovely, but Unfortunately, now I have a, a new life insurance policy that I have to main sh make sure I earn 40 active points a week to, to keep my premiums at a sensible level. So I have to either do, uh, so I think you get three points a day for doing up to 5,000 or 5,000 to 7,000 steps, five points a day for doing 
7,000 to 10,000 and or 10,000 to and then eight points for doing over 12 and a half that uh, 12 and a half thousand steps a day so I have to make sure I get eight eight point uh 40 points in a week so I have to go out at least a little bit each day to get some steps in because otherwise I can't own get anywhere near that walking around the fucking house <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> so I'm, I'm like I, I have this like damn it I've, I've got to go for a walk so I just go off and walk on my own or go out on the bike or do something but it's um it's not as nice out there as it was I mean obviously when we had the last lockdown in the UK the fucking weather couldn't have been better it was absolutely beautiful for like that entire the entirety of the lockdown like I don't think we had a drop of rain it was beautiful we had some interesting weather here. Miserable. It, we, uh, the lockdown got really interesting here. Um, like I was going out and walking almost every day after work, and so I'd walk at least a mile to sometimes two miles every day after work. Yeah. And but then once it got cold out, you know, I, I haven't been getting out as much. Um, you know, all the roads around here are just pure ice. And, yeah, and, and with the snow really high on either side, it's like if there are two, two cars coming, it's like I don't want to have to jump in three feet of snow. No, that's it, isn't it? It's not <laughs> worth it. Yeah, and so it just feels a little bit risky to go out and do it right now. I could put on boots and gaiters and stuff and go postal. Yeah, but again, it kind of <laughs> – it's the same as, you know, I'm looking out and thinking, oh, you know, I'll go out on the bike. And it, I look out and I think – it's raining. I don't want to have to put on all my wets and all this. I just I can't be bothered. <laughs> I'll, I'll just sit on the sofa and dream about going outside. <laughs> yeah, because I've got a recumbent like exercise bike out in my garage, but it's like it's so boring. I mean, even if like I can take my iPad out there and you know set it up on like a stand, and at least then I could like watch a show and ride it, and then it's not so bad. But like it's not a heated garage, so it gets really damn cold in there. So I can't really take electronics out there. <laughs> we we looked at one. We were like, oh, you know, with with again knowing that lockdown was coming, I was like, oh, maybe I should buy an exercise bike because at least I can get on with it. And they're so fucking expensive. Mm. And if they're not expensive, they're cheap and nasty and tiny, and you can't ride them. I mean, I'm a six foot four guy. I can't ride a fucking exercise bike that's the size of a fucking clown car. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. No, I so, I looked at um. Uh, treadmills not that long ago and i was like fuck they're like all over a thousand dollars i know i know it's insane yeah and... but you know what are you gonna do you do need to i mean i was looking at the peloton bike and it's like oh 17 and a half uh what 1700 quid or you can get it monthly and i was like well it's tempting but is it worth it no it's not i'll just go for a walk <laughs> and I'll just do exercises and you know when I'm working I don't need to worry about it anyway I'm bloody active you know I'll I'll nail 12 and a half thousand steps in an easy day oh of course yeah I mean when you're actively working that's hard work man yeah yeah definitely so never mind so yeah no no exercise bike or treadmill for us just the outside and wandering up and down the road which is fun <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, we had some really wild weather here in August. Uh, the Midwest of Iowa basically got hit with a Category 2 hurricane winds. I remember that. It was wild, man. And, like, um, you know, with me Didn't not... lose power for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. We lost power for six days. Oof. And... I can't even imagine that. Oh, my God. I think one of the days it was, if not a little over 100, it was close to 100 one of the days. So, I mean, it was just... And no Stiflingly hot, yeah. No, I, no, no power, no air conditioning. Yeah, how was that? I mean, the you worst know. we, the worst I've ever lived through in the UK personally, 
um, weather-wise, was back in 1988, we had a hurricane, and it was the only hurricane that we've ever had, and it knocked out power for six hours or something ridiculous, <laughs> blew down a load of trees, and that was it, and it was the big storm of 88. Was it 88 or 86? 88. It was 88. Um, and it was like the big storm. And then the other one was about um, probably seven, eight years ago, maybe a bit longer, when we woke up and we had 19 inches of snow outside. Whoa. <laughs> I bet that was night. a shock. Was like, That's like, what the fuck? And the worst point about that was at the time, we were living in the old bungalow, and the front door was, was swollen shut, so I couldn't open it. And the back door opened out. Oh, no. Yeah, so I had to get someone to come and dig us out of our house. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a fun day. I was picturing you climbing out a window. Like, like, like Ace window. Ventura going out the back of a rhino. As well. Yeah, no, it was tempting. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, that would suck. We very rarely get extreme weather here. It's, it's normally just kind of your basic it's raining it's sunny it's a little bit windy oh there's a splattering of snow the world comes to a standstill <laughs> yeah that'd be nice we have extremes here in the midwest it's like in the summertime it's you know it's not uncommon for it to be a little over a hundred with like a hundred percent humidity god no oh yeah like just you just that. feel the oppressiveness of it and it's just because you know it's it's mostly flat and there's a shit ton of vegetation and so it's like, you yeah, know, man. all this stuff photosynthesizing and it's just the the atmosphere just gets very, very humid. <laughs> and then so in the wintertime, like, dude, right now, like earlier this week, it was negative 11 in the morning. And I, I don't think I think it maybe got up to zero at one point is a high that day. And that's like actual temp, like the wind chill was like so made it so much worse. For fuck's sake. <laughs> it's fucking you stupid. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Move somewhere else. I'm, I don't want to. It's, it's it's not a deal breaker for me, it seems. Then, then you're a fool. <laughs> that can't be argued. Yeah. <laughs> fuck that. Mine, I mean, I, I like the cold, but fucking minus 11 is taking the piss. <laughs> you know, yeah. when you wake up outside there's a meter and a half of snow it's yeah i'm not doing that i don't want to have to go and dig my driveway every day i like the fact that i don't have to ever deal with that much snow oh <laughs> yeah i know well right now my my garage is such a mess and um i'm planning on like sizing down my climbing wall enough and then getting a shed and moving enough shit over there so i can actually park my cars in the garage Oh, the novel idea. Oh, my God. It's going to be so nice. <laughs> Crazy bastard. <laughs> That's not what a garage is for. Uh, dude, it was, it was just a torture chamber for the longest time. <laughs> it looked fun, though. Dude, it, yeah, it was so much fun. But, I mean, it literally got to the point where every single time I would get back on track and I'd be having a really good run of training, I'd get a few weeks into it and I'd injure a tendon. And so it was just like, wow, what the fuck? It was like, I got over 35 and my body was just like, no, you're not doing this anymore. You're, you're not, what do you, you think you're a fucking climber? You're not, a, you're not. <laughs> it's like, you're an enthusiast, yeah, but it's like, you don't have the body for this, bro. Your body will do that a little bit more every single year until it kills you. <laughs> 
So it's like, I still love climbing and I'd love the idea of going out and doing something like super fucking easy, but, but the days of going out and and climbing overhanging rock and doing legit hard sport climbing and stuff. No, that's, that's, that's done. Is it? I I don't, I don't see how I could get it back (laughs) because every single time I start training, all I do is injure my fingers. And so it's like, all right, fuck it. I'm much more of a hiker anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Hiking's more fun. Not, Dude. not as dangerous either. Yeah, I, those pictures that you and Cat are always putting up on Instagram are gorgeous. Those places that you have close that's, to you are beautiful. Yeah, I mean that's only local, dude. I mean that's they are stunning, and especially when you get like no one around, it's like I, I go out there early morning sometimes when the, before people get around, and it's just beautifully quiet and really serene and and pretty. And just, yeah, I've got to do more of it. Um, you know, if it wasn't for lockdown and, and everything else that's happened, and obviously Rowan's still quite young, I want to take the kids, take them to Wales and do Snowden, and I want to go back up to, to the Lake District and do that again. I don't know whether you saw the pictures of that when I put those up. Were those those ones where you we went to, like, the top of a mountain? Yeah. Yep, I, yep, I remember we, those. Where we dropped my mum's ashes. It looked cold. Um, it wasn't cold. It was beautiful. I'm thinking, I must be... Couldn't... You're Me- thinking of Snowden with okay. a load of guys. Yes, I was thinking of the ones from when you were a lot younger then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this this was this was la- not last year, the year before when when my mum died that year, and then we um we had to. She wanted her ashes spread on what's called the haystacks, which is uh, Alfred Lord Tennyson's favourite mountain in the Lake District. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, so me and my scumbag brother um hiked up there one morning and dropped her ashes and then that was it wow but it's beautiful and i've got to go back at some point with a with an actually marked stone and put it on the spot for her oh yeah that's man number one i'm, I'm so sorry for your loss dude that's that's life joe i mean yeah i mean nobody gets out alive and but you know still you know you you know you never you never want to think of of somebody that you care about you know in 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 heartache so uh it sounds like um, no, it sounds like you found a beautiful yeah. place for her ashes though so i mean yeah yeah, yeah. that woman well, I mean, that's that's what she wanted she she was you know she she got taken in in um sort of end of may she she went into hospital because she wasn't eating very well she couldn't couldn't really eat and um they literally said to her you You've got, um, I think it was uh, lymph nodes all down your esophagus, which is esophagus cancer. You've got pancreatic cancer as well. Um, sort your shit out. You've got two weeks to live. Oh, no. I was like, oh, okie dokie. So, I, I, again, I just dropped work, um, cancelled everything I had on the books. So, right, I'll, I'll be with you now until it's done, until you're, you're, you're finished. So, we sat six weeks in the end she lasted six weeks and we went through all her finances and we got everything organized and we sorted her will out and she told me exactly what she wanted everything was was sorted out and she was very my mother was a a, quite a stern woman but she also knew what she wanted and she wasn't going to take any shit and she didn't want a funeral she didn't want any any bullshit of people that you know the the fake people that she would call them that didn't have time for her when she was alive, but wanted to send their condolences. Now she was dead. She just couldn't give a fuck about them. So she said, I want this company called pure cremation to do it. And literally the day before she died, I 
was talking to Kat on the phone. I said, look, I'm really, you know, mum's really getting bad. And towards the end, they had to dose her up so much on morphine. She didn't know where she was. And, and we had conversations with the doctor saying, look, she's got a chest infection. We can give her this. But I said, just just dose her up and, you know, let her go. It's not a problem. It's what she wants. She doesn't want to be in pain and she doesn't want to be a burden. Um, but I was speaking to Kat and said, look, I'm really, she said, well, have you sorted the funeral thing out yet? I said, no, I haven't. She said, well, you better do that now because otherwise it's going to be real, really difficult to do it after she's dead. So I phoned, I phoned the executor of the will who was the next door neighbor and said, look, should I pay for this cremation service? Which was like, you know, I think it was like 1800 pounds. And I said, should I pay for this on my mum's credit card? <laughs> and he went, yeah, because it will mean it's no paperwork for anyone to deal with. So I paid for it the day before she died. And then she died on the Saturday, um, which was really quite a stroke of luck, actually, really. It, was hor it sounds horrible, but it was because it's, I can't think of anything worse for a kid than having to deal with his their parents' funeral arrangements. So what she so what she wanted, they literally came came up from uh, the south, further on down south of England, picked her body up, took her away, cremated her, and brought her ashes back, and that was it. There was no service, no nothing at all. Perfect. Um, so it was it was, but she's that that was what she wanted. Like that's what I want. I don't want a funeral. I don't want any of this. And then I want to be. I want my ashes spread at the top of haystacks by you and your brother and a guy called a, a friend of hers who, who in the end didn't do it because he was being as shit as everyone else in her life. So it was just me and Chris and we went up there, dropped the ashes and that was it. So yeah. And then everything went wrong. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, just, yeah. Uh, a nightmare of a time after that. Oh no! I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, it's all right, man. It's just it is life, isn't it? It's it, it does it seem like it that, doesn't it? It's like, I mean, when when you look back at life, you're looking at a series of moments, and like that's what I yeah, always yeah. come back to. It's like when times are tough, and it's if you have these thoughts of how am I going to make it through this, I I try and remind myself that every single tough time I've been through, eventually those clouds parted, the sun came back out. And I was having a good time and, and it is, it's just, life is just full of these transitionary moments where, you know, depending on circumstances and in the way that you're able to process them. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. <laughs> you can go real philosophical it, it, from there and say, yeah, you know, cause it's it like is. when people start talking about what's the meaning of life, it's like, it's like, well, when you break life down into a series of moments like that is the meaning of life to, to, to treasure the moments you can and, and, and realize that the hard moments are, are, are stealing you and making you that much tougher and stronger, but, but also without those moments that like really suck, can you appreciate the moments that are, that are truly glorious? And it's, it's wild being able, it's just wild being able to contemplate your own role in the universe and shit, you know? It is. And I think really, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all quite insignificant. Oh yeah, and we just we don't really matter, and all that matters is what what we are to ourselves and each other. I I hundred percent agree with anything. that. Matt. No, yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, I, no, I, it, it was. It, I I think that whenever I look up at the stars and, and realize how small oh, the Earth is, 
and then yeah, how you're, big you're the... tiny. You're fuck all. <laughs> you are you fuck are all. <laughs> yeah, you are fuck all. Oh, you're it's not just, kidding. It's not even worth thinking about that. It's like it's infinitesimal how tiny you are, and how insignificant your life is in the in the map of the universe. It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh but, man. You know, yeah, that was fun. Well, I mean, yeah, it sounds like you're more on the better side of it now. You're you're in a new place, and I mean, it, it, to be honest, I mean, to be honest with you, Joe, it, it my my relationship with my mom was always we were always quite close, but we were always kind of I was all I mean I can't remember whether I said when when we last spoke. So my mother, my mother had a motorcycle accident when I was seventeen. Um, and she ended up being a paraplegic. Um, and so I was kind of her main carer from then till, so I'm 43, 40, I was 41 when she died. So, you know, 20, 25, 23 years, I was her carer. So I was at the end of the phone when she needed me. I, I lived with her until I was nearly 30. So that was 13 years and then another 10. Um, but I kind of, you know, it was a bit of a release for me and for her, I think, to be gone. It's really, it sounds really heartless, but I, it didn't, I miss her every day. I really do because, you know, it's really weird to look at my phone and, and in my contacts is my mum. And I just think I, I, she hasn't phoned me for, you know, she used to phone me three fucking times a day to just talk, say bullshit. And, and she hasn't phoned me for a, a year at that point before I deleted her contacts out of my phone. And it's just, but it never really, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't ups, upset because I had those sort of five weeks with her still being completely coherent. And I had those five weeks of, of talking to her about her life and about just shit that we'd experienced overall and, and getting stuff organized for everything. And, you know, her just shooting the shit and just sitting together. And then the last week, as I say, she was doped up on morphine. She didn't really know who she was. She was, you know, struggling to breathe and all this stuff. That was horrible. But I kind of, uh, that was my period of mourning when she was going through that because I knew it was coming. Yeah. So after that, I just kind of, I just got on with everything. I knew I had to then get a new, you know, she'd, she'd written me a list of everything I had to contact. And I knew that I needed to make the, the job of the executor as easy as possible. So I had all the the utilities companies ready, written down and phoned and sorted out. And I just kind of got on with it. And I've just continued to do that because I knew that, you know, the next thing after that was like, what are we going to do with the house? We've got to sell the house. We've got to pay the mortgage off. We've got to do this. Right. I've got to get my workshop out of there because my workshop was in my mum's house. I've got to do this. Right. We've got to sort that out. I've got to sell this. I've got to do that. So I just kept on going. And I, and I've, I don't feel like I, I didn't get time to mourn, but it was just more, I knew what needed to be done for her sake and for my sake and for my family's sake is just to get keep going because this is what she would have wanted. She doesn't want me moping around because she knows that I haven't got time for that. So it's weird, but I still miss her every every single day. Oh, how couldn't you? Yeah, it's weird. It's a very weird situation. Hmm. I, sound, I just sound like a heartless bastard. <laughs> No, no, dude, not at all. I mean, you know, I, I still, 
I still have both my parents. My my parents are both still pretty young. Um, they had me. My mom had me when she was twenty, and I believe my dad would have been maybe twenty two or twenty three at the time. And right. so, I mean, they're you know they've they've always been. You know, like uh, on the younger side, it seemed like when, you know, like me, yeah, yeah. my friends growing up, you know, when we'd all get together and stuff. And, you know, I've, I've been pretty lucky with grandparents, too. I've, I've so I mean, I've I've experienced, you know, loss and as close as, you know, several years ago, I, I lost my one grandmother that was I mean, she. Uh, growing up, my dad worked swing shift and. um you know, so it was depending on the day of the week, you know, sometimes it was better to not be in the house <laughs> because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, if, if he was, if he'd been working third shift and he was, had third shift coming up and, you know, I was, you know, walking around in my bedroom, you know, I mean, you know what it's like with kids, you know, you tell kids yeah. to be quiet and, and they'll remember that for a good 90 seconds if you're lucky. And so the, the amount of times that, you know, dad came you know, stomping upstairs in his tidy whities with his hair all messed up and you can see the whites all around his eyes. And he's like, God fucking damn it, Joe. All I hear is creak fucking creak. I'm trying to sleep. And, you know, and so <laughs> we spent a lot of time, you know, it's like if, if we didn't have to be in the house, don't be in the house. And and I was lucky that I lived in this small town and and, and my grandmother was still alive. I, I never met my my mom's dad. He He died before I was born. But you know, I, I, we were lucky in that all my grandparents were close by. They were just a bike ride away. And so I'd, yeah. I'd spent, they were our main babysitters. It seemed like it was, you know, grandma and grandpa Stark and, and grandma Liston. And oh no, people are going to be guessing my internet stuff now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Your, your password's not safe anymore, dude. They're gone. <laughs> Let me make a note here. I'm going to fucking blur that shit out. <laughs> my password. Like beep that stuff out, blur it. <laughs> 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 but anyway, getting what I'm getting at is, um, you know, I spent a lot of time with with my grandma Liz, and and when I lo- when when she passed, that was like the biggest loss that that I had felt. But she was, I mean, it was it was coming for a long time. You know, she was, you know, she was she was pretty old, and and we were all very well prepared for it, and. And when she passed and there was the, you know, do you want to come to the, you know, it's not really a visitation or it was kind of just a thing for families, like a viewing of the body. And I was like, no, you know, I was like, I, I, I do not, I do not get that. No, I don't either. And, and truly they are for the living. And so I feel like when people give you shit about it, you know, it's like, Hey, these are for the living and they're for, to you, for you to say goodbye. And I don't, I have so many, I have so many beautiful memories of that woman and i didn't need that to be one of them you know you can say goodbye to a fucking picture you don't need to see a rigor mortis corpse <laughs> exactly to say goodbye and, to it. it's really weird well and, and quite honestly you know the you know if you heard the story Sorry, about no, <laughs> <laughs> no i i gotta talk slow here or i will start crying talking about my grandma um sorry man no, it's <laughs> look at it, we're a couple of dudes in our forties, you know. We're in touch with our feelings, Matt. We're, we're... <laughs> um, but sorry, I'll make it laugh again once once you finish crying. Uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, 
you know, I was, I was able to say goodbye to her, you know, in my own way. And, and when, okay. So what I was getting at was, if you heard the, the thing about everybody goes through two deaths, you know, there's the, the death when you die. And then there's the death when the last person who remembers you dies. And then that's your final right, death. Okay. Well, you know, so for as long as I live, you know, my, my grandma's not dead in a way because she's very much alive, you know, in my heart, yeah. in my memories. Yeah. And, um, she was, <laughs> she was always so risk adverse. She, she referred to motorcycles as murder cycles. <laughs> she, she always made me promise never to get on one of those things. And so she passed before I got into climbing. And that was always one of the things that I'd always laugh. I, well, no, I'd always laugh because I'd be like, oh my God. If Number one, it would have been so cool to show her like, like, look. Look, I'm not a fat kid anymore. <laughs> like, look, look, I got all fit in it, but it's doing this thing that you hate. Like, she wouldn't have liked it, you know, at all. And so, you know, even like years after losing her, you know, and I'd be, you know, out in the woods or something like that, and she'd still be right there. You know, she wasn't, she wasn't gone. She was, you know, physically gone, but you know, emotionally, she'll never be gone. <laughs> you know, and, it's. It... It's a weird one, isn't it? It's un, you know, we're, we're at the moment, right? God, this is a ridiculous tale, but we'll come back to this in a minute. But I, you know, walking into, because we're still dealing with our house at the moment. So walking in there occasionally, I'll get a, a strong whiff of, of her, not perfume, but just the, the way she used to smell. And it's really weird. It's like maybe, maybe she's, I mean, I don't particularly believe in that afterlife and ghost and all that stuff. Cat does. I just don't really get it. But occasionally you think, well, maybe there is something to it because I have that sense that she is there for a minute and and then she's gone. It, it's really weird. It's a very weird situation. I mean, you know, I've lost my grandmother as well. I lost lost um, all of my grandparents are gone. Um, but the the most recent one was my grandmother. Was my mother's mother who died um, just after before we after we got married. So she no before. So she died seven years ago, I think. Um, and she, she, you know, that, that was quite a quick, a quick death as well. Um, and then mum, obviously, and my dad's still alive, but my, all my grandparents are gone. So I've, I've kind of dealt with it quite a bit. And then obviously with mum having her accident, the day, the night she had her accident, we had a phone call. My grandmother had a phone call. She then went and got me. We got in a taxi from our house to Winchester, which is like 50 miles away. We sat in a hospital there waiting to hear what would, if she was okay. And she had, um, I think she had heart surgery at Winchester Hospital. And they cleared her, they put a tracheotomy in to clear her airwaves so that she was stable. Then from there, they flew her to Salisbury, uh, to Southampton Hospital to check the bleed on her brain to get her stable again there. And then from there, they threw, threw her, to, yeah, drove her to Salisbury District Hospital, which is the, the lead, leading spinal unit, was the leading spinal unit in the country, and she was there for a year and a half. Um, so it was, uh, you know, that night I saw her beaten black and blue after coming off the motorcycle and going through a couple of garden fences and into someone's garden. And a, a kind of, I was, that kind of numbed me a little bit to, to death because I, I could I looked at it right there and just thought well she's not going to make it through the night this is it you know at, six, at 17 I, I was kind of aware of it oh. so you know having 23 years more with her was 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 nice even you know even though some of them were really tough times 
Yeah. I mean, that's very true right there that you came so close to losing her before. Wow. Yeah. Man, life is so fragile and I mean, it's it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And then then to completely flip on the other side, when the, uh, the coroners, I suppose you call it, came to pick her up, um, uh, so that I phoned them. She she died about eleven in the morning. I phoned them about twelve, and they came and picked her up about four. So she was still in. She she died at home. She died in her house, in in her bed. That's what she wanted. She was like, I'm dying in my bed in my house. That's what I'm doing. So the nurses were there when she passed. They then they then did the uh, time of death. Made got everything. Take took all her meds away. Did everything else. Uh, and then said, right, that's it. Phone the coroner. Got the coroner eventually came out at four o'clock, and she'd obviously been sat there for six hours. So obviously, you know, stuff starts to happen. So they they strapped, they put her on the stretcher, the the, the sort of body bag and a stretcher in one. And the way my mum's house is, there's quite a, a tight kite to the stairs. If you know what I'm talking about. A what so to the stairs? Tight, a kite. So it's quite a tight turn, like a ninety-degree turn. Okay, gotcha. That you would get a stretch around, without kind of sort of going over banisters and making it very awkward. And you know, as well as being a, a, a pardon the pun, but a dead weight. My mother wasn't skinny. Um, so, but luckily she had the lift from where she was in the wheelchair. So they opened the door of the lift. Propped her upright in the lift. <laughs> like Weekend at Bernie style? Absolutely. Dropped her downstairs. Oh my goodness. So that was kind of funny. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I said, oh, if it helps, guys, the lift still works. Wow, man. It- uh, and then that's just more like the 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 strangeness of what it is to be a human, right? That you can find humor yeah. in in completely tragic situations. You, 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 know, you can't you can't dwell on everything all the time. If you can't find humor in it, it will eat you alive. Yeah, and it, it it's really difficult, you know, to to try and get that through to a lot of people who who can't can't see the fun in in something so silly that you know you've got to laugh at it you can't i don't know it's very strange it's it's difficult and i see it a lot with the 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 youth of today if you want to call them the youth they're just they're so scared of everything the word anxiety is a lot is much more common Uh, anxiety disorder i'm getting anxious you're making me anxious i can't deal with this right now it's like hang on a minute just fucking deal with it like everybody else has had to do their entire life. Stop whinging. <laughs> I mean, you that's I mean? a really good point. I mean, and, and really, I I feel like people like that, they they probably haven't experienced any sort of real physical hardship that they've had to push through. Because I think in in working through physical hardship, mental toughness comes along with it. And I, and I think that when you put yourself in situations where you have to perform and you're doing something that's physically difficult and it's also mentally taxing at the end, you're going to come out tougher in all aspects. And then crucially you're going to gain self-confidence through it all. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. And it's, it, I just don't know what the answer is. A lot of people say national service. 
Uh, no, nah, I, I, I disagree with a, that. I just because it's a bad idea. Oh, me fundamentally is like uh, me in any sort of like service like that would not have worked. I'm too much of an independent no, of thinker. When they'd be like, but, you do but, this. I'm like, you have to explain to me why that's a good idea first. And and see, not just because you said so. <laughs> right. So, so this, this is where it would have to, it would have to be mediated. So my argument for it is yes, I, I, I agree with the idea in principle, but it would have to be means tested. So if, if by the age of 17, you are not either in full-time education or you are not in full-time work, or you are not doing an apprenticeship, you do national service. So that that's not doesn't really work for you guys because you're high school until eighteen, aren't you? Uh, more or less. I mean, some kids graduate yeah. when they're seventeen. Or if if you're a kid who homeschools, like it's not uncommon for homeschool kids to graduate high school at like sixteen. Really? So, yeah. but over here we finish we finish school at sixteen, then we go to college for two years and then we go to university if we want to so if you're not in at the age of seven by the age of 17 if you are not in full-time education if you are not in full-time work or if you're not doing an apprenticeship you do national service for two years so anyone that actually wants to do anything with their lives and it, it then cuts down the you know it cuts down the idea of just waffling through life a little bit and if you want to do something you'd be on and do it and if you don't you'll do national service and if you do none of them, you're like the people in train spotting. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're on the skag. <laughs> you're on the skag. <laughs> I love learning new slang. <laughs> Roll air on the slag. Anyway. I can't understand the, 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 the attitude of the young, as it were. I, I, I enjoy the increased levels of empathy, but it, it needs to be balanced out with 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 realism as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just being able to deal with, with the real world a little bit more. You know, I, I just see it from my kids and, and they're, you know, they, they struggle. So, oh, I had a really tough day at work. I had to deal with this woman that was angry at me. Okay. That's a normal day for everybody in the world to deal with people that are unhappy. And just why has that affected you so much? It, it shouldn't. It's your job to deal with it. If you can't deal with it with your job, then don't do your job. <laughs> yeah, dude. Customer service is I'm rough. Not, I'm sounding horrible, aren't I? I really am. <laughs> yeah, my wife's nodding. It's fine. I'm not even drinking. <laughs> I love that Kat is kind of a guest on the episode as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's just sitting there nodding and shaking her head and looking shocked. I love doing it. Doing a cross stitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're both old. Really old and miserable. Oh, dude. Yeah, so, I turned 40 in October. So, yeah, I'm I'm in the over young, 40 young, club now. Yeah, only just. <laughs> I have so much gray in my beard, though. <laughs> Have you? That's awesome. That looks distinguished, though, doesn't it? It does look distinguished. And my wife yeah. says she likes it. Like so I'm Richards. like, well, good. <laughs> Get like Reed Richards. Just <laughs> on the beard rather than on the side of the head. <laughs> I am start It's starting to thin up a little bit in the front up top, though. 
Oh, mine's terrible. Mine is. If I have my hair too long, I look really bad. So I keep it quite short now, and it doesn't. It it, it looks okay, but it is receding badly. So at some point, it's just going to have to be an all over baldy. <laughs> no, because I remember it, at one point I went and saw my mom, and I'd just given myself because I like just give myself haircuts with like clippers and just do like a number two yeah, guard yeah. and just yep. just buzz it. Who cares? And yep. so I regularly have much more hair on my face than on top of my head. And uh, one of the last times I'd done that, my mom was like, oh, it looks like you you hit a spot there. You went a little low. And I'm like, no, that's just where I'm losing my hair. But thank you for thinking that I gave myself a bad haircut <laughs> instead. <laughs> you need some demoxanil. What? What is that? Oh, it's a Simpsons. It's a Simpsons reference. Oh, <laughs> I bet my kids would have got that, dude. They Jake went. They it. went on a tear and watched. They started at the beginning of Simpsons and they watched it all the way through. So oh for a while during the pandemic, for a stretch of time, it was if I ever walked into the living room, it was always Simpsons on. Morning, See, I, noon, I, night, it was all Simpsons. <laughs> I do love the Simpsons. But the newer series, I can't. I can do without. I mean, they kind of lost their way back in about episode season twenty, I think. Is that where the uh, like the intro changed and and got like more three D looking of, and all that? It, it's where they kind of gave up on having coherent storylines. <laughs> oh, let's just do a lot of jokes and strip it together with some random flimsy story, and it gets really bizarre. But I mean, there's there's still some funny bits in there, I and mean, there's some classic episodes which I'll always love. But yeah. The, the Demoxanil is a reference to when Homer got the uh, the hair grow product. Um, but yeah, if you haven't seen Simpsons, it's wasted. So, <laughs> well, what's funny is that like growing up, like I never, like I liked The Simpsons, but like I didn't like seek it out and like in you know like watch it. Like if it was on, I would watch it. But yeah, so yeah. like growing up, I was just describe myself as oh, I'm not the biggest Simpsons fan. And then you know when South Park came on. I was like, oh, this is much more my lane because like Lindsay described it to me. She was like, no, you always said that, that you didn't really like the Simpsons and I always liked the Simpsons and you like South Park. And so we watched neither. <laughs> and it's like, I don't, you know, it's like, I, you know, obviously I'm not letting the boys watch South Park yet. Um, because Why not? They, well, they're just 13 and 10. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly fine. That was the age I let my two daughters watch the bigger, longer, and uncut. <laughs> yeah, no, my my kids are still pretty innocent <laughs> about like, but like at some point I need to pull the thirteen year old aside and have the talk with him. Be, oh, good luck. Yeah, so, so that'll be fun. It'll probably be you really embarrassing. On, you on his do that part. on an episode, it'd be really funny. <laughs> he's he's stoked to record an episode with me sometime. That would be that a little be fucked up if I described the birds <laughs> in the beast. All right, Aiden, it's just yeah, me, it? you, and anybody uh, all over the world, because StarCast is international, bitch. <laughs> you're not saying anything that's not, you know, it would be, it would be genius podcasting. <laughs> Come on. Who are you going to offend? Uh, I'm not worried about offending. I'm more worried about him being embarrassed once he gets older. Just, just record it and see how it goes. <laughs> highest downloaded episode ever i bet you oh my god yeah. <laughs> jovial podcast where i told my the... son about the birds and the bees <laughs> I'd listen. i I was speculating with rod on how to get cancelled so. <laughs> that's the one <laughs> i 
definitely listen. That would be hilarious. He was talking. He was a forty-year-old oh, man up, talking about sex stuff with a thirteen-year-old boy. <laughs> and it's like, look, it's not ancient Greece. It's not that weird. I mean, <laughs> history people out there will get that. <laughs> yep. Deep cut. Deep, <sighs> deep cuts from ancient Greece. <laughs> the, the one where it's like, okay, so not everything. <laughs> That Socrates was in for was awesome. Yeah, no, 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 no. He was uh, he was not on an excellent adventure a lot of the time. But never mind. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm lucky. I haven't got to have that talk for at least another mm, nine years, maybe. So, and I think that boy of mine is going to be fully well aware of everything in the world because he he's got a fast. I mean, as all kids do, they've got a fascination with genitals and <laughs> farts and poo and everything else so <laughs> yeah what was it the other day i walked out of the living room and the boys were like going through netflix and disney plus and they were taking every movie title and just turning one of the words into it from it into penis <laughs> nice <laughs> and it's like any good one <laughs> probably <laughs> i'm more just kind of like listen, i listened for a second i was like well i was like if i say anything i'm gonna tell him hey it's a lot funnier if instead of saying and changing the word to penis let's change it to cock and balls or dick and balls <laughs> let's... because then it works brilliantly with like every star wars movie every harry potter movie yeah yeah i tell you what dude you're missing out on some content here the disney plus cock and ball story I, you, you are missing out I, I, yeah uh, i think see, you're wasting your time with me i would be recording that <laughs> well what's funny is that like when when they do things that are like clearly inappropriate or like you know they like you know use swear words and stuff like i'll be the amount of times that me and Lindsay have been watching tv in our room and from out in the living room they're playing video games we hear like god damn son of a bitch and I'll just look at her and I'm like, I'm sorry. Because she never says that, but that's so like you're, my you're catchphrase. Lucky. We don't we don't get that. We get so when was it? Uh Sunday night, last Sunday, we had the our daughter and her boyfriend over for dinner. And as they were leaving, Rowan says, Goodbye, bitches. <laughs> and then you'll suddenly hear from the other room as he's playing a month ago, Oh fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so I always I tell might them not be the best person to be around children. <laughs> I don't tend to have a filter. However, I, I no, I will say that I do swear in front of the kids. I shouldn't do, but I do because I've just been. My mum did it. My dad does it. I've just been brought up with it. The kids have never really sworn, not knowing what it means. So whenever any of my kids have sworn in any context it's always been in the correct context <laughs> which i think's important isn't it you've got to know how to use a swear word no that is very true because when you don't know how to use them it sounds really funny like immediately always makes me think of the the german foreign exchange student we had when when i was a senior <laughs> <laughs> you constantly call people faggot bitch fuck <laughs> it's like dude you don't know how to say words and no it, like yes i used a bad f word there it was but this story takes place in 1999 
what was it? What was the movie where who was it? Was it Kristen Wiig? Um, oh, it was um, Paul, the the alien movie, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost. Have you seen that? I don't think I've seen that one. Uh, it's where, where they where they uh, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost are in America to go to Comic Con and they do an alien road trip and they pick up the alien Paulie Paul, who is uh, Seth played by Seth Rogen. And okay. it's got no, I have Chris, not seen that. Then. It's got because it's it's a funny film. It's it's well worth watching. And it's got Kirsten Wig in it as a kind of very devout religious girl that's been very sort of sheltered all her life and hasn't done this and sex is bad and Jesus will kill you know Jesus forbids it and all this stuff and and she mixes up with these two and then starts trying to learn to swear and some of her her uses of swearing are some of the most inspired I've ever heard. <laughs> You need to watch the movie and then report back because it's it's fucking brilliant. Dude, when I was a kid, I remember I heard my my older cousin use the word cocksucker and I had no idea what it meant. But I just knew what context he used it in. And so then later on that yep. day, I was out fishing with my dad and I pulled an earthworm out and I went, Dad, look at the size of this cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> he was not impressed. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I threw be. Tommy right under the bus too. <laughs> Heard it from him. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, it was that bad influence, Dad. <laughs> it's important to know how to swear properly. It really is. <laughs> Have you seen that video with the little girl saying "fucking chucky"? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. <laughs> love it. Fucking chucky. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> is that that's from Ready Player One, the movie, isn't it? I don't know. I haven't watched the movie yet because I've been wanting to read the book, and I just don't started watch the listening. Movie ever. <laughs> well, I started listening to the the audio book narrated by Will Wheaton. Yeah, because I got Audible, and there was one free download, and I was like, "Oh yeah, everybody's saying that this is really good." And so, yep, I how are you finding it? it? Uh, pretty good so far. I'm, I'm, I haven't gotten too far into it yet. Um, I've found that I can listen to podcasts at work. I can listen to music at work, but it's really hard to listen to books at work because I, I just don't see, retain I find, shit. Very I find well. some books, some books, it's really difficult to. Um, so I've, I've, my podcasting appetite has gone right down. So I've, I've kind of sort of streamlined down to really only PCL, um, critical role the D&D podcast. Um, I still listen to the soundtrack show when it's on. And I, I've got you got you're on there as well. So I listen to you periodically as well. Um, and the rest of the time I fill up with Audible. So my Audible library has been going for like three years now. So it's pretty fucking massive. Oh, but, nice. Um, so if, if you ever do want other books, hit me up and you can have my login or whatever. Uh, that, uh, that's not allowed. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, allegedly. So I've listened, to, I've listened to all the Harry Potter books on there and I, I loved every single one. I could retain everything. And I've, I've kept it all. Um, I've listened to most of the Game of Thrones books. They're a little bit more difficult to, to retain the knowledge because they read very different to a story. Have you, you, you must have, you've read the Game of Thrones books, right? Um, I got about halfway through the first one on the return flight from Germany in like 2017. Right. But then up. I, well, it's like the, the majority they, of the stuff they, I read really these days is comics and, yeah. and, you know, I, I still try and jump in and, and, and read novels also. Um, mm. 
and what's funny is that it's like the the Harry Potter ones are the ones that I've been going through as well. Um, but we just happened to buy all they're of them great, on, on hardback recently. Honestly, they're, they're worth getting on Audible. If you've got a month where you don't know what to do with your, your token, get them on Audible because Stephen Fry is he, he's so... Oh, Stephen he, Fry's he, reading them? That's fantastic. Stephen Fry reads in the UK. He was born to read those books. It, it's such a good job. But, you know, the, the Game of Thrones read by Roger Trees are really good, but they're, they're, they're very... They're, their sort of sentence structure is very strange. So it, it's a bit difficult to retain the knowledge and because it's it's kind of like Lord of the Rings. There's so many characters and you're moving around so much that it's very difficult in your head whilst you're working. And, you know, I should imagine with you guys, with your, you, it's probably a bit more difficult because you're you're dealing with numbers and you're having to do... With me, it's a lot less having to sort of calculate things. It's just thinking about what I'm doing with a chisel and a hammer or a saw or a measurement. So that's not too bad. The Ready Player One Will Wheaton books are f- well. One is phenomenal. Two is okay. Um, you know, and then I've just started. I tried some, some Stephen King. Don't like the way he writes. I like his stories, but I don't like the way he writes. It's very, very odd. His his writing um, his stories are hit or miss with me. It's like I liked some of the Dark Tower, and. See, I've listened to all of the Dark Tower books, and I have no idea what happened in any of them. Because of the way they're written, they don't make sense to me. Their sentence structure and the, the, the structure of the paragraphs don't make sense to my ear, to my brain. Have you ever read they're Stephen kind of King's on writing book, where he talks about what his process is for writing? No. Because it's really no. interesting. He, he's He's very disdainful of people that, like, come up with a plot. And then write a book based on, well, this is my idea for the plot. And so this is how my characters, you know, he, he's like, no, you just write a book and then you discover the plot as you're writing it. And it's like, so like, it's almost akin to like, he writes a book, like it's like pouring water out of a bucket. Whereas like, it sounds like it when you read it, 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 I, I kind of tend to think that as well, but you know, it's like, he's, you know, he's, he's a master at his craft and, and he's had yeah, you know, so many successful published works good. and stuff that it's like, I don't want to sound yeah. like I'm talking shit about him. But when I got no, to that no, no, part no, no, in no. on writing where he said that, I was like, well, I was like, I, I live for the plot and an outline and notes and shit. So I'm like, yeah, I disagree yeah. with you there, I, Steve. I love the story of like the stand and it and, and the shining, but to, to actually listen to the books being read to you is really, and even, even the idea and the, and the stories in the dark tower books, they're, they're brilliant but they are so badly put down on page. And I know a lot of people take the piss out of J.K. Rowling for her simple writing style and and the way she, you know, every other fucking sentence has got incredulous in it. You know, why not just find a word and use it till it's dead? But, <laughs> she, so she loves incredulous the way that Harry loves Expelliarmus? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but But her writing style, although it's very simple, is very effective because you can follow the story really well. And it, it, it's it's a tricky one. I mean, I'm 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 still stuck halfway through it because I can't bring myself to go any further with it. It's just really difficult. But, you know. I've I've considered rereading that several times over the years. I read it in high school and like read it the one yeah. time, and I was like, I think I'm good. I kind of know what all happens in this now. Yeah, 
But it's good. I mean, Audible is brilliant for that, really. But no, definitely stick with Ready Player One. I mean, I, I read that in print before I, I I did it on Audible, so that might be a white. But I think I've listened to that like four or five times now. Oh, nice. Um, just that's one of my go-to Audible books is that American Gods and um, like one any of the Harry Potter books are my go-to Audibles if I've got nothing else to listen to. Nice. Yeah, I've got to pick up American Gods sometime. I... Um, uh, uh, I watched dude, quite a bit honestly, of the first season of the show and and read some of the, um, the comic. Yes, I was gonna say it was Dark Horse. Yeah, I think that was doing the comic, right? Trash. Oh, <laughs> excellent! Like, well, absolute I, I, I tend to live in the camp of the book is better. You know, the it, book it, on American Gods is fucking phenomenal. It's probably my favorite book ever. Oh, nice! Um, that, that moves it higher up my list, then, dude. That'll be the next but Audible what, credit what I, I spend then. Yeah, what I'd recommend you do is get the dramatized version. So rather than it just being a, a read, each character has their own voice. And it, it adds a lot to that book. So Neil Gaiman does the prose, um, does the, the in-between chapters, which are the Tales from America that they did include in the series. So there's a lot in there about the different gods. And then... You have Shadow Moon, who has his own voice. You have um, Wednesday, and, and all of the, and they all have their own voices in that book, and it just makes the the whole thing beautiful to listen to. And they, they don't they don't put noises in there or anything else. It's just the characters have their own voices, and it it it's it's phenomenal to listen to. I'll, I'll make sure that I send you a link to the correct Audible book. Okay, sweet. Um, but it, I listened to that. I've, I've probably listened to that six or seven times in the past two three years. <laughs> I love having go-to books that you go back to yeah, and you've read over yeah, and over. That's it. the way I am with it, Dune. It, it's like those comments. It's like, yeah, it's like, I, see, that's next on my Audible. I've, I've just downloaded Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, uh, Fellowship, Two Towers, and Return of the King, and The Cimmerillion. They're my sort of next ones that I'm working my way through, and then I'll do Dune. Nice. Yeah, I've, I've read Dune so many times, and then... Um, going back to like Raymond E. Feist fantasy books in high school, yeah. like, fuck, I don't even know how many times I've read like Magician and Silverthorn and, you know, basically like the first back... seven books of the Rift War saga. <laughs> I used to just read them on repeat <laughs> in high school. Nice. I even went back and I downloaded, where is it? I'm just going to go to my Audible library now and then really entertain you. Um, the, so, uh, the John Carter trilogy. Okay. Yep. I've never read any yeah, of those. Exactly right. The Edgar Rice Burroughs books. Who, yes, I know he was a racist, but they're still good books. Um, but that was really, really good, actually. John Carter books, and then the you know all the Douglas Adams Hitchhiker's Guide oh, books. Oh yes, I love those. Um, good Omens, the book. Of love the good Terry Omens. Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman book. That's the book is phenomenal. You know, there's so many on on in my list. That I've just, what did you yeah, think of I've the Amazon that. Prime series on Good Omens? Loved it. Loved I loved it too. It. That's what made me get the book. And then I listen to the book, and I prefer the book. Oh no shit! So you you'd never read the book prior to the show? No. Oh wow! I'm so glad it pushed you in that direction, then, dude. Yeah. So I went that way. Um, what else have I got on here? Loads of Star Wars, Dark Tower, Harry Potter's. Um, what was the other one I saw a minute ago that was really good? Um, oh, the Nef the HP Lovecraft Nep Necronomicon that was good. So I just I just randomly pick stuff on my Audible and just listen to it. So That's it's good. Awesome. Yeah, God, I love a good book. If if you've never read Magician before by Raymond E. Feist, highly recommend checking that out. Okay, I will put it on my list. It's really, really good. And then if if you like his writing style, 
he wrote a one-off book that is called Fairy Tale, and it takes place in, I think, upstate New York. And it's about this family that buys this house that the previous occupant had died, and so it was like a bank foreclosure type thing. And right. they come to find out that the guy who lived there was like part of like this secret society cult that was like kind of like in touch with like the fairy world. Okay. And like every summer, like the fairy court moves to a different fairy mound somewhere in the world. And it just happened to move to this house where the caretaker had died and somebody else from that, you know, secret society should have went in there and swooped in and bought the house beforehand. But this uh, author and um, his wife, older daughter, and two twin boys get the house instead, and they move in, and then all this crazy shit starts happening. And it is a Ooh. really fantastic book. And it's uh, fairy spelt the F-A-E-R-I-E tale. Right, okay. Cool. I will yeah. check those out. Yeah, that one's really fucking good. Put them on my list. <laughs> My ever-expanding oh, list of stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I just uh, recently finished um, uh, recording all of uh, my book, I Become Death. And so I'll cool. be working on getting that uploaded to Audible probably later tonight. And if I don't get it done tonight, I'll be working on it tomorrow. Excellent. I look forward to it. Yeah, that was... Dude, I put that off for so long. <laughs> it was like, fucking stupid. Like... I recorded like the first half of it like two years ago and then just waited. And I was like, because I turned it (laughs) in my head into this thing of, oh, it's going to take forever to go through and edit those and it's going to be terrible. Because you know how people get on, yeah, be like, oh, I don't like the sound of my voice. And even though people say they like mine, it's like, I I, I still have moments where I cringe when I go back and listen to my shit. And so I built it up in my head that it was going to be this terrible thing. And then it turned out to be enjoyable. And in it, I got it done in like an afternoon. Well, that's not too bad. <laughs> that that's that's my lesson moving forward that I like refuse <clears throat> to forget. Where it's like, dude, you put that off for two years and it took you six hours to get done, or five yep. or six hours. Well, what else have you wasted time procrastinating about? <laughs> oh, dude, I am a master procrastinator. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I've given up now. I've just realized I've got to get on with it. So. <laughs> Spent far too long and wasted far too much time procrastinating about shit, and it's just—it's just not worth it. It really isn't. Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. for me. On on we go. I just this is what I'm getting angsty about now. Is that we're just waiting. I mean, so like going back. So mum passed away. Blah blah blah. Um, we were discussing what to do with her house. She had a nice three-bedroom, well, it's a three- to four-bedroom, semi-detached house, nice big garden, you know, nice house, but it, it was in a state. My mum my mom was a hoarder. It was it was pretty disgusting. So we're like, right, well, we're going to sell it. Okay, well, in the state it's in, we're not going to get a lot of money. It's going to cost, you know, three to four thousand pounds to clear it, ready for selling, blah, blah, blah. And then my dad, would I dropped my kid, my youngest daughter off down at my father's um for for a summer holiday um that year and he said well you know why don't you buy it and i was like no i don't want to do that and and i said no no cat doesn't want to do that no we're just going to sell it just get rid of it and then we can we can take the money we'll get from that house and we can sell ours and we can go somewhere else so all the way and then dropped her off started driving back and this was probably about 100 miles back to which is i know it sounds like a fucking 
jump to you guys because you drive thousands of miles. But it's quite a long way for us in our tiny little island. <laughs> so <laughs> driving 100 miles home, and I just sat there and thought, hang on a minute, if we bought that, we could do this and we could do that. And I was planning stuff in my head and moving walls around and thinking, fucking hell, we could turn that into a really nice family home and we could do this and my workshop's there and that'd be right let's do it and i came home and i sat down with cat and i said right i know you don't want to do this but listen here listen listen to what we could do and by the time i finished it was like yep let's do it that sounds like a really good idea it's not ideal it's not going to be your forever home but it will it will give us a really good place to live for a decent amount of time until the kids are a little bit older and we can then go right fuck it screw you lot we're going down south so that was the plan that was what we were going to do so right right We'll now take our time and we will get our house ready for selling. So we had some paint to do. We had a bit of finishing off to do. We had to re replace a roof because it was leaking. Finish the bathroom. The usual kind of shit that you never get around to in your own house because let's face it, there's always something better to do. And especially if you're in the trade like I am, you just don't want to come home and do the same fucking shit you've just done at work for a week. So it kind of got left. So, all right, get our heads down. Get on with it. Da, da, da lockdown comes around brilliant perfect time to do it i can just buckle down and da, 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 get it all done so i got it all done just as lockdown was lifted and we were about to put our house on the market bearing in mind that back in the august the previous august i had already arranged with my dear brother that we were going to buy the house it was like yep it was an unwritten agreement I said yeah we'll buy it we'll, we'll pay a decent you know sensible market value for it because we both win out of it uh, and, and that was the arrangement. All said and done, we went to put our house on the market. He said, oh, I think I'll buy mum's house now. Huh? <laughs> what, Chris? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested in putting an offer in. All right, okay, well, if you want to do that, not a problem. So the day came that the executive emailed us and said, right then, boys, what are we doing with the house? And I said, well, you know my offer. Here's my offer. Du -du 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 -du, however many numbers. And my brother came in with a figure 30,000 more than we did. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, all right, fine. So I'm not going to argue about it with anybody. Give it to him. Just let him have it if he wants to pay. And that was, bearing in mind, that was 60,000 more than its current market value. Yeah, so that sounds like a dumb move. This is an accountant, by the way. Just to <laughs> give you an idea of the level of stupidity of this guy. No, he'll never listen to this. I can say what the fuck I want. I don't really care anyway. So, so we went, okay, fair enough. If he's going to buy that, then we'll sell ours and we'll buy something else because we needed to move on. I, I didn't have a workshop at my house. The house was becoming too small for us with Rowan getting bigger. You know, comics were stacking up. We had, you know, we needed somewhere bigger. So we started looking around at new houses and found this and oh, like that one, like that one, like that one. We eventually found one we settled on. We're like, right, that's perfect. We we started the ball rolling. We paid a deposit. We did this. We managed to find a buyer for our place. Everything was all organized. Can you guess where I'm going with this, Joe? Did your brother come in and offer 30000 more for the next house too? No, my brother couldn't get a mortgage for that house. <laughs> so we had gone through everything, agreed to buy the new house. We'd even chosen the fucking carpets and the flooring. Oh, my God. And he says, because... He hadn't stepped foot in that house since the day my mum died. He assumed he could get a mortgage for however much it was without looking at the house. And he was trying to do it on a buy-to-let, which is a 
the the, the mortgage company will give you the money as long as you can rent that house out immediately. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't. So he couldn't get him. So everything fell apart. We had to cancel what we were buying. Oh. We had to continue selling ours for a lower amount because we weren't buying a new build. We were selling it to a private seller, private buyer. And now we're now buying my mum's again, which is fine, which is great for a little bit less money than we were originally going to pay. So at the moment, that is what we're doing is we're clearing hers still, trying to get it clear so that we're, we're ready to actually start building. We've sold ours. We're now in rented accommodation. So we're now wasting money on rented. Um, I can't remember where the hell I was going with this story now. I've just lost myself completely. My wife's laughing. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Tell the whole story of getting uh, what, what was going on with the house and everything. Yeah. I can't remember why. <laughs> well, I think you were just talking about how everything kind of fell apart with it. Yeah, so oh, I'm just getting fed up with waiting. So, so I want to now... Having the money in my bank account ready to do the refurbishment, having the plans in my head of what I want to do with the house, we still haven't. So we sold ours in December. We still haven't bought my mum's place. We have signed contracts. We've done everything else. And we are waiting on fucking solicitors who are being dicks to finalize the completion of the purchase. And we can start work on there. And it's now been solicitors. So that's just the, the lawyers doing their end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just Sorry, being lazy. Lawyers. They're just being fucking lazy, and they're blaming it on COVID, and they're not. They haven't replied to any emails of me. They've done it. They're just, just like they're going to get the worst Yelp review ever. I just, and it's just frustrating me that I know I need to get on because I need to make a nice home and a comfortable home for my family. I can't afford to pay the rental for. It. I've got another three months. Or the rent, the rent we paid lends in March, and then I'm going to have to start paying monthly from there. And it's not cheap rent to rent a three-bedroom house in fucking surrey no i can imagine it's probably about as much as what a fucking mortgage would be uh, it's it's three times what my mortgage is Ugh, even worse so i'm like i want to get on and start this fucking i can't do it because the fucking sister so i'm i'm procrastination is gone for me i haven't got time to procrastinate i've got to just get on and build things jeez and since you don't actually own the place yet you probably can't really get in there and start changing things all we can do at the moment is go in there and clear the rubbish and, and sell anything that we've got left to sell. So that we've, there's a couple of odd bits of furniture and some pots and knickknacks and shit. So we can get rid of that and do that last little bit. But I can't rip anything out. I can't rip the kitchen out. I can't get the electrician in there to rewire it all. I can't get the window sorted. I can't do anything until we own it because it's not insured. And the worst part, I can't even work in my workshop because it's not insured. Oh, so I've fuck. got all these joinery jobs stacked up waiting for me to get back into the workshop and I can't get in there. And it's just pissing oh, me off. That's fucking criminal. Yeah, well. Because <sighs> at that point, the, their laziness is affecting your income. Yeah. And that's exactly. and that's fucked up. Yeah. Well, I, so I didn't, I mean, I, I didn't book any work. Again, I kind of knew that the second lockdown was coming in the UK. So I didn't book any work in for January, February, because I knew that we would be buying a new house. So I thought, ah, oh, perfect. I can work on the new house. I can pay myself enough to keep me going because I'd have to pay someone. And I'll do that. And I've, it, we've wasted the two months, sat around doing fuck all because I couldn't get on with the house. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, not impressed. Mm. How are things in England otherwise? Um, the, num- the, the infection rate is coming down, which is good. Um, the vaccination plans, I think, well, I think Kat said they're planning on starting the over 40s 
in mid-March. So we'll be getting our jabs because we're we're old now. <laughs> um, so no, it, it seems to be better. I think the Prime Minister is going to make another announcement on Monday, which will give us an idea of exactly what's going on. But the trouble was, man, I mean, we did really well with the first lockdown. Everyone was really sensible and everyone paid attention to what was going on, apart from the couple of minus morons that thought masks weren't needed. And then the the mistake they made was they lifted the restrictions on restaurants and pubs. What the fuck? Yeah, that's... When has alcohol and food not led to stupidity? <laughs> It is true, I mean, especially the alcohol then, side. Like, okay, done that and that. Let's do schools next because that's good. Because children aren't a breeding ground for filth and the plague. Oh my god! Yeah, gosh. that's good. So we've done that one, that one, and that one. What should we do now? Um, oh, let's just open up the entire fucking country and let everyone get it. It's like, just for fuck's sake, just roll it back and be a little bit more sensible. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know the 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 anti mask crowd will never cease oh, to amaze God. me. The people that, that politicized wearing a mask during a global pandemic, and, the, and then they act like it's some infringement on freedom, or, or the, the giant puss holes that are like, I can't breathe, and it's like, oh, get the fuck out of here. Oh, you, know, you know, you know, you know, we did research on it. It limits the amount of oxygen in your brain. Yeah, yeah, that's why a fucking spinal surgeon can, like, sit and wear a mask through, like, a 15-hour surgery, like, doing, like, the most difficult... Like, high-stakes yep. shit there is to do, you fucking Jeffro. I'm just surrounded by him here. Dude, when I go on my walks, you know how many Trump flags I'd walk past? Fucking made me want to Dude, I, don't know. I literally don't know how you cope with it. I really yeah. don't. Dude, the guy at the I, end of the street I, is still wear, still flying his Trump flag. For, for a good two or three weeks after the election. Because it was always a regular American flag on top and a Trump flag on the bottom. And then yeah. after the election... The American flag was upside down for two weeks. And so then so he got rid of that, and now he's flying an American flag. That, remember what Captain America's suit looked like in Winter Soldier? How it was yep. like like a like a like a grayscale version of, of the you know, yep. red, white, and blue. That's what this guy's flag is now. With the get on the Trump train flag still under it. And it's like oh, come on, Joe. What how how do you how how uh, how did you uh feel about everything that happened <laughs> with the election and everything yeah was it uh, stolen uh no no certainly not <laughs> you sure? everything we hear is it's stolen <laughs> you know when i watch oan uh, network and, and that yeah dude, uh, america it, is is going through some weird fucking shit right now and i tell you what dude as much as I hate Trump, and I I do, I would I wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire, but um, he kept me entertained and he kept me laughing throughout the first lockdown. Like I would religiously watch his press press conferences because they were so funny. Yeah, I I couldn't it watch anyone because like, they made me sick because it was like this guy is seriously the commander in chief. Yeah, I know, but it it didn't affect us, so we just laughed. <laughs> it was like watching the worst possible ad lib you can ever imagine. Like, it was complete Mad Libs. It was Mad Libs. I, I can't believe and, and then, like, there's all these serious, serious, like, political people that are, like, being like, yeah, yeah, no, he's not lying. He's telling the truth. And it's like, it's like what? I don't know. The the amount of, like, bootlicking and stuff. Right was, 
the only person that came out of that all right was fucking Fauci. Yeah. <laughs> He's the only one. That 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 other scumbag doctor, Deborah. Oh, the name? one that was like saying it was like demons or something like that. Oh, she just, but she literally lost all credibility when she stood there and he said, "You could, you know, infect, disinfect him." And she went, "Oh yeah, that's a good idea." Yeah, it's like no. <laughs> at that point, you just either walk out or you stand up and say, "No, you're wrong." And she didn't. And then she tried to backtrack after it. She said, "Oh no, well, you know, at that point, you would, you know, what do you do?" And I should have done. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, Fucking I don't know. Pete. Sycophants. I don't know. If you're ever in a leadership position and you find yourself surrounded by sycophants, then you're not going to be very effective at your job because you need no, people who are so. honest around you. And also just having somebody completely driven by ego to be in a position of leadership is, is always a bad idea anyway. He's never going to be any good at that job. Yeah, they're, they're not going to be able to do it. To make money. Yeah, well, and also people are like, well, we're going to have a businessman in charge now. It's like, dude, he's had so many bankruptcies. He bankrupted a fucking casino. How do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> like, what no the idea. fuck? It's, it's like, how do you, he doesn't have a good track record as a businessman. Well, yeah, he does. Okay, well, let's see his tax returns and, and see how it really looks. And then when that shit comes to light, we find out that there's two different versions of his books where he's like yep. overvaluing his, his properties on one hand and undervaluing them on the other. It's like, come on, this but guy's, this guy's a fucking con artist. His family is a bunch of fucking get, criminals. But then you get the same Warren's going, yeah, but he only paid $750 for his taxes. He must know something. He, you know, that's a really smart man. Hang on a minute. No, it's not. It's no. a fucking criminal. <laughs> it's a criminal. And it, it means it's like if he's posting losses that are in the millions to where he's not, he's not a good businessman. He, oh God, just the, the contradictions that came from all the time, the, like all the times that he called Obama the vacationer in chief. When it's like oh, when you look up at Christ. the fucking tax bill that he racked up in playing golf. The previous administration left the cupboards bare. No, they didn't. You throw it all out when you got into power, you fucking moron. Mm, yeah. No, I, I was really, really disappointed that he, he that the Senate didn't follow through with that impeachment. Because it's like, if he fucking runs again, and there's enough goddamn mouth breathers in this country to put him in power again, shit's going to be really fucked up. They, I, unfortunately, and I've said this all along, they should never have tried to impeach him a second time. Because what they've done by doing that is they've made him more powerful to the people that believe in him. Yeah, and that's scary. <laughs> they shouldn't. Have, no, they should have just let him go quietly and then get him on a uh, on federal prosecution rather than trying to impeach him. God, because they've tried to impeach him and he survived impeachment twice. The fucking morons that believe he is this fucking best president ever will then believe that the. Democrats are out to get him because it is a corrupt system because he was the, the elect everything twists around this conspiracy theory and they should never have done it. It was so dangerous. Yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, agree. It's the very, very reason it's the very Mike Pence is a twat, but it's the very reason he wouldn't invoke was it the twenty first? Yeah, to remove him. I think it's the twenty fifth. Yeah, he wouldn't do it because he what he was forcing Pelosi to impeach him. Because then he would be a martyr. He would be this symbol. Yeah. It's yeah, I don't very, know. Very, it's very cleverly orchestrated. Yeah, no, the Republican strategists are good. And also the Republican Party is really good at provi- uh, presenting a unified front. Whereas, yeah. you know, the, the Democrats tend to, 
eat each other alive a lot more. Um, when it, when it comes down to it, I I really don't like the Democrats either. I I would. I I just I think it's that that America has the resources to take care of its population, and we don't because it's the people who write our laws are too much owned by big money. And until they get big money out of our elections, it's shit's going to continue to be corrupt and fucked up in America. I mean, there is a reason we don't have career politicians in this country because it leads to corruption. Yeah, no, there shouldn't be career politicians. People that have been like, as much as people love Bernie and everything, it's like he's been in the Senate for a long fucking time. Yeah. You know, nobody should, should be in there for, for decades. No, it isn't something the founding fathers even considered. You know, they were they were fucking farmers. They were like, yeah, people are going to come in and do this duty and then they're going to need to get back to work. You know, Mm. they didn't conceive of of like a a class of fucking politicians. It's like, yeah, America's you weren't being paid paid for it back then. You were doing it for the good of your country and the good of your town. Yeah. I mean, America's really turned that corner where it's like it, it feels like more and more like in like an oligarchy. And it's it's kind of fucking scary when you see the influence of big money and stuff. And I I hope something will happen, but it's like it would really take these politicians to vote against their own interests. And it's like, can you can you really find people that that are that are that selfless? And it's like, well, if you're if you truly are a leader, then you should be that selfless for the people. And I I'm too cynical to believe it. It's not the American way, though, is it? The American, and, and, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm not generalizing. Well, I kind of am, but I know that you know most of my friends are out there. You know they are, but the majority of the kind of the American mentality is power, money, things, products, what I have, what I need, and it's very much guided to that kind of. I've got to get to that point so that I can have better than that guy. And it's not really, that wasn't what America was about to start with. Yeah. It was escaping, you know, you, you, you're, you're there because you were escaping religious persecution. That's the only reason it wasn't about this American, American dream of power, gold, glory, money, being the biggest, the baddest, the best, you know, that wasn't it. That's come about since then. And that's the problem is that that's why you have career politicians, because I that's your seat of power that I can get to. That's how I can make the money. That's how I can do it. It's not ever about making a difference to the to, to the general people. Yeah. Although you have one or two that seem to like Bernie, Bernie Sanders really does seem to want to make a difference to the world. And I admire him a lot for it. But a lot of them don't really give a fuck. So my, you know, oh, I'm looking after my rights to do this and do that, but you're not. You're just looking after your rights to have money in your bank. Yeah. Well, look at this Ted Cruz fuck who leaves Texas yeah. while there's no power and his constituents are fucking freezing and starving to death, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna go to Cancun." <laughs> and then when he gets called out on it, it's like, "Oh, nope, nope. Was just going to go drop my kid off." <laughs> it's like, sure you were. Sure you were, buddy. And and then there's always a tweet. There's always a tweet where he, they, they somebody scoured through his timeline and found a tweet where he was criticizing a politician for leaving their city or state during a crisis. <laughs> it's such fucking playground. Oh, oh it's it's so I, dumb. I hate it so much. Do, yeah, isn't there nothing more disgusting than seeing a bunch of grown adults that are described as professionals 
and they wear suits and shit like that. And then they act like children. He yeah. said this. He said that. <laughs> well, it's fun. It's like, um, man, I just recently watched black Judas and the Messiah. And so I've got a lot of like Fred Hampton stuff rattling around in my head. And, you know, <laughs> I hadn't previously known anything about the guy, but there's this one part in that movie where he goes into, um, you know, him and some of his black Panthers go into, um, I don't know if it's a clan meeting or if it's just like a white nationalist type meeting thing, but you know, there's like a Confederate flag on the wall and he starts talking and he's able to connect to him. He's like, you know, we're, we're, he's like, what are the politics of a man in a burning building? It's like escape and water. Those are your only politics. And he's like, and right yeah. now, you know, the police persecute us. They persecute you. Right now, we have the same politics. And so yeah. he was able to, like, bring them together that way. And it's like, that's really what the world needs more of. We need people that can bring sides together. Because at the end of the day, I don't care what your politics are. You probably love your children. You want a good future for them. You know, at the end of the day, we're still all human beings. And and when we mm. can't get along, it, it comes down to just petty bullshit that, that causes yeah, but... us to not get along. And it just grosses me out because th there should be a common ground between every single person on this planet. Yeah, but Joe, we've just had that. We're going through it right now and it still isn't work. We are in a worldwide pandemic and the world still has not come together and put aside the differences to go oh, hang on a minute, maybe we should all take care and wear a mask. Maybe we should all wash our hands. Maybe we should all obey a lockdown rule because, and let's support everyone that is struggling through it. But they won't. There is still that very different. It's like, I'm not going to do that. It's my fucking right not to have, wear a mask. Oh, it's my fucking free... Sp and that, that goddamn bit of paper that they hide behind needs to be fucking burnt. Which one? The, uh, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Both of them. Hmm. I mean, there's, there's definitely, it's definitely a two, a double-edged sword. I mean, I personally believe that the constitution was meant to be a living document and, and I mean, it I think evolved. anything that was written by candlelight with a fucking feather, it's like, yep. shit's going to be a little bit different in 2021. And, and a little bit. like the, the biggest slippery slope one is, is the second amendment because don't stop oh, dude, <laughs> that one is you know well for me it's like i've i've had a lot of personal growth on that throughout my life because you know i grew up with guns but the type of mm -hmm. guns that i grew up with are not the type of guns that are being used in school shootings and stuff now nope and and while the the part of me that is a red blood of an american that would love to have an ar-15 like all fucking tricked out with you know, to where it's like someone coming to my house in the middle of the night, it's like, look at this motherfucker. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I, I'm okay with saying, yeah, I don't need that. You can, you can make that illegal. You can make high capacity magazines illegal. That's okay with me. And for the people who are like, we need them to fight a tyrannical government. And it's like, dude, if you're going to be fighting the government, you're going to fight the army of the United States of America. And you think you're going to come out ahead because you have an AR 15 and you're sitting on 10,000 rounds. Dude, they have fucking drones. They have fucking You'll smart be dead missiles. You put a bullet in that thing. And it's like, and also these people who make these arguments, it's like, we saw their ilk storm the fucking Capitol building Yep. with their own fucking phones in their pockets. They took selfies in there. 
<laughs> it's like these Jesus are not Christ, smart people. So weird. And also, what's what blows my fucking mind even more is that these people who lean on the Second Amendment and cry that it's their right to fight a tyrannical state. When the tyrannical state happened, they fucking sided with them. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And and then and then when they weren't on the fucking side, when it was like, oh no, we're not going to let you in the Capitol building, those same motherfuckers beat people to death with a fucking American flag. They oh, beat same. a fucking cop to I death. Saw, I know. I saw it. Uh, I, it. It's, I don't. I'm so. If if it wouldn't be such a, <laughs> I I would I would love to fucking move somewhere else, dude. I I I, I <laughs> just because I I worry about what the future of this country is going to be. I don't. I think that right now shit calmed down a little bit because we got there. We got there we is, got Trump out of office, and there's somebody in office now who's an adult. But I also still believe he's an adult that's from a fucking intrinsically corrupt system, and there's only so much that he's going to be able to do. And also, what's it going to be like in four years? Because now it just seems like the pendulum swings faster and faster these days. I mean, we've always swung from Democrat to Republican. And so it's just this tug of war with us independents, you know, and, and critical thinkers in the middle. I don't know. It's... Which is why nothing will ever get sorted, because you're constantly getting one party undoing what the other party did. Which is fucking stupid, which, ne- which will never work. But it, the the worrying thing for me is, I mean, there since the sort of the the um, the George Floyd stuff and the the Black Lives Matter and everything else, I from 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 here, I've clearly seen this sort of civil the civil war, and it will be it will be a civil war because it's it's gonna happen. You have got half of the country still voted. For a corrupt idiot that, that is a racist and a bigot and a scumbag and everything else that he was, you still had half the country vote for him. Yeah, yeah, they still they embraced still him. Believe. He they... was the best president they've, you've ever had. Because obviously they have no idea of history. They still believe that he won the election and it was stolen from him. Because he was doing good. They still believe he'd done the best things for the country that has ever been done. And they will still believe that. And they will believe it even more as time goes by. And then when it comes around for him running again or his son running again, as under the, you know, even if he does get kicked out of the Republicans, he will start the MAGA party. And all of a sudden you'll have three parties and he'll fucking win. I honestly believe if he splits into his own party, he won't win. Because I think if there's a, but like I said earlier, Republicans create a unified front. And, but if, is that the thing that will stop that from happening? Because we'll if see. so, we'll then it, then I would almost kind of applaud it. Be like, go ahead yeah. and create the dumb motherfucker party and let's see how many people vote for it. I think there was a lot of people who held their nose and voted for Trump just because they were Republicans. Yeah, possibly. And that, but that's fucking weird isn't it that's it blows my what? fucking mind number one i've never i totally get voting republican if you're ultra wealthy i don't know very many people who are ultra wealthy but i know plenty of people who vote republican and i've never yeah. understood the blue collar republican because no. it's like dude these people don't do anything to help you nothing all, all this stuff that that when trump pushed his tax things through and gave all these businesses all this extra money they didn't turn around and reinvest it into the company so that it would trickle down like Reagan likes to talk about. They didn't. They bought shares of their stocks back and they made more money for their boards of directors and and, and that sort of shit. That's that's the only reason corporations exist. Corporations don't exist for the benefit of the workers, even though 
without those workers, the corporation would cease to exist. And I think that's a fundamental flaw in, in capitalism. And, and that's why I'm yep. a big believer in, in trickle up economic economics. You need to give more money to the people that don't have much so that they can spend it. And then that money will filter back through. And before you know it, the rich cocksuckers who own these companies that make things are going to get their money back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. And then if they just want to sit on it, like, like I will, I will always think of them as dragons now after talking with Neil and him <laughs> calling those rich billionaires, just dragons hoarding wealth. It's like, no, that's what it is because yeah. there's only so much in this. There's only so much money in the system. And if you got a select few people hoarding all of it and not putting it back out there, then they're creating this. I mean, they're, they're creating the problems that we have now with, with this inequality. And, it, yep. and like, I don't, I'm not saying that it like go out and like strip all like, cause there's some people who are like, you know, ultra hardcore. And it's like, nope, take all their money and redistribute to everyone. It's not, it's not what the fuck I'm saying. But I, I also am, you know, I, I'm real enough to, to know that these people are going to have a come to Jesus moment and do it on their own. Oh yeah. Socialist bastard. But I really do feel like it, <laughs> if, if you did, if wealth was redistributed down to the bottom, like it would, you would see huge. I mean, I just feel like the, the market would turn more. Because people who, yeah, who have to spend money, spend money. People who don't have to spend money, hoard money. And then yeah. spend it on dumb shit. Like, like oh, like, you know, you're going to have another $100 million private jet. Rad. You you employ, like, what, fucking four people with that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know. It, but then again, I'm not a, I'm not a business place. person. I, I'm a... I'm, my mind is much more suited for creative pursuits than. That's why, why you're not flying on your private jet, Joe. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Far too nice a guy. Well, that's why I would never, I, I would never get to be a billionaire, you know, because along yeah. the way I would be far too concerned. Like I'd be like, I can't, I don't know, I don't know how people who step on why the next, need, step on the yeah. backs of other people to get to where they are. How how do they wake up in the morning and feel proud of where they got to? Agreed. I mean, there's a really strong argument that, you know, only sociopaths can become billionaires. Mm -hmm. No, I, I believe it. The, the, the very few I know are very much that, that, you know, they, they don't register anything else apart from financial gain and loss and everything hinges on that. It's very, it's, it, it must be a, a very strange situation to be in to have that much money and it all it the equations constantly go around in your head like how can i make sure i keep this and gain more of it and not i don't know weird <laughs> very strange yeah That's man badness. i don't know i don't know but at the same time like i'm very happy that corporations exist like i i love that i have this microphone and and i love yep. that we have the internet and i'm able to talk with you who's like clear on the other side I mean, you're on another continent, and, and we're able I to am. talk I'm with in each other. Time zone. Yeah, and so like none of this stuff would happen without these things. And so I don't want to make it sound like I'm like some, you know, destroy the system. But it's like, no, can we can we at least make the system work a little bit better for the people? That that's all yeah, I want I mean, because at the end of the day, we're we're all people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially out there, the the divide between the upper class and lower class and the, the working class is really bad, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's pretty fucked up. I mean, there's not much of a middle class left in America. Yeah. Because when you, when you look at the charts for the way inflation has gone and the way that, you know, company incomes have gone, all these things go up, 
But when you look at how much the American worker makes, it's a dead straight line across the chart. It really doesn't go up much. No, no I, can't, and, I can't imagine that. I mean, we're, 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 we're very lucky and very privileged being, being here in the fact that we're quite, we're, you know, we're sitting in the middle we're, we're we've got a comfortable house. We're relatively well off, you know, we're not well off, but we're, we're, we're comfortable living with, with whilst working hard. But you know, I, I can't imagine what it what it's like to to really, you know, not earn enough to to make ends meet out there. It would be horrific. Wow, man! I mean, we we had real tough times, especially you know after that flood in two thousand eight. Um, you know, we we never carried debt or anything before that. And then after that flood, we were yeah. way in debt. You know, like ten, fifteen thousand dollars in credit card debt. You know, like living paycheck to paycheck yeah. <laughs> every every month that credit card bill comes in and it's no even if you pay the minimum monthly amount, it still goes up every month, you know, yep been there. it's like oh god, and yep. you know I mean, and then and that kind of goes back to the you know you go through times that are really tough, and somehow you make it through, and it's like it's weird when you can when you look back at it and see like you know, the, the things that pushed you through, like for instance, like with our credit card debt the company I'd worked for got bought out by another company and I forgot to roll my 401k over. So they just cashed it out and mailed me checks. And right. then they just got, they just sat like on top of our wine rack in like a pile of like, like junk mail. They just sat right. there for a few months until I got another, I got like a phone call and they were like, Hey, we sent you these checks. If you're not going to cash them, you know, we're going to cancel them. And so I found them and I was like, oh my God, I have $15,000 in checks here. I have $15,000 in debt. And so, you know, it was like one of those happy accidents where I yeah. think I was able, even able to settle the debt so I didn't have to pay off everything. Nice. But, you know, I mean, it's just one of those weird, happy accidents where then it yeah. was, you know, he was feeling like everything you can stand on tippy toes as much as you want, but it's like the water's still going up over your nose and you're drowning. And oh, and then was, something happens, really... and that's like, oh, okay, good. Now the water's just up tits high. Now <laughs> it's still yeah. scary, but I can breathe. Last... So, so that was it last year. Is that to try and get the mortgage sorted for the new house? I had to clear my debts. I couldn't clear my debts until I had sold the house. So we were in this sort of catch twenty two system that no one would give me a mortgage, even though uh... I was I paid. I was paying my debts off every month for it, like paying all my all my bills. I'd never missed a payment on my mortgage. There was no problem. I was earning enough. But because my debts were, were, because I had quite high personal debt, and I couldn't clear that until, so I eventually had to go to a mortgage advisor who brilliantly found me a mortgage. So we sold our house, and then to actually sit here and pay off every single debt in full. So I paid off my, I had a, I had a loan, I had four credit cards, and I had a bike finance, and I paid all of that off. In, and it just, it's all gone. That I have no debt. I think I have four hundred pound on a credit card for a Hoover I bought just to keep the credit card moving around. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, everything else is gone. I haven't even got a mortgage at the moment until the, the new house sales go through. So I've just got everything paid off, and it's so nice. I know it, it's it, it's it's the the kind of the reward for all the shit that we've gone through to get to this point, and then now we've got the next stage to go through, which is getting the new mortgage and then doing all the work on the house. But yeah, it's. It's crazy. It really is. I can't. I can't fathom it for people that struggle. It, it would. You know. I wish I had more because I could help people. But 
Yeah. I mean, and, that, and that's why I wouldn't be able to be a billionaire because I would no. seriously just, I would, uh, like, I, I also, it's one of those things where I feel like if I, if I were to win the lottery, for sure, one of the first things I would want to do would be to quit my job, but I'd feel guilty about all my coworkers. And so I'd be like, well, I've got to give them a bunch of money too. <laughs> like I can't just leave them high and dry without That's giving them good, something. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, dude, you would never be able to be a billionaire. You are way too yeah. empathetic to people. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I don't know. I, fuck. I'd rather be that way than to be a heartless bastard. Oh, absolutely. I would much rather give, you know, give anyone anything than the big cunt. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh. Uh, you getting sleepy? Crazy times. This is it sleepy no, time? No, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm okay. It's only it's five to eleven, so you're all right for the moment. <laughs> I was say, I know what the time difference. It's getting pretty late for you. Yeah. No, it's all right. It's it's good for me to have some. Normally, I'm in bed by like half nine, quarter to ten. So it's good for me to have some late nights, sort of stretch out the time a little bit. <laughs> I'm you usually that, you yeah. find that when you get older. No, oh, no, totally, dude. I am like, man, like over over the summer, and this might have had something to do with the depression and stuff I was going through. But it was like, there's times where it was like eight o'clock. That's reasonable. I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah, I, I I try and always be in bed for for about ten. Although a lot of the time it doesn't work. It's sort of half ten, quarter to eleven. But I I don't know about you, but I'm I'm an early riser, so I'm up at half five, sort of quarter past half past five. And if I find that if I sleep the the latest I can sleep in is maybe sort of half six, seven o'clock. Any later than that, I wake up with a headache. I if I sleep in, if I like me because I'm a I tend to be an early riser now also. I'm usually up like this last time change we did here where, you know, what was normally five o'clock is, is now four o'clock. It was like my body never got that message. And so for a long time, (laughs) it was just like at four o'clock. I'm like, Nope, I'm wide awake. And so I'm up. And And it was funny is that like, I think it was on the, one of the last times I had you on, you said something about no matter how late I stay up, I'm always up at like four or five. And so then yep. when that started happening to me, I was like, fuck, it's happened to me. It was like Kirby predicted <laughs> it. <laughs> and so I'd be up at four in the morning thinking about you. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, occasionally, like this morning, for whatever reason, like uh, I got up and I was up for a little bit and then fell back asleep and ended up sleeping till I think close to eight. But then I woke up and I was like, I never sleep in that late. And so I just drug ass for the next like hour and a half. Yeah. No, if I sleep in that, I wake up with a stinking headache and I cannot shift it for a couple of hours. So I, I've just learned that when, when I wake, when my alarm goes off or I wake up, I just get up and get going and I come in, come in the living room, have a cup of tea, sit down. And, I, and that's when I just either watch my watch programs that I want to watch, like stuff that cat doesn't want to watch or the kids can't see. Um, or read comics or just sit and play Hearthstone or Magic or something and just sort of have my time, which is quite nice. Yeah, that's that's the exact same way I've been looking at it too, is that the house is really quiet. Um, if it's during the week, my wife's already at work because um, she usually has to go in around you know, like three or so, de- depending. She goes in pretty early. Fucking hell. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, it's like that's when it's quiet because like when the boys are awake, you know, we have a small house and – 
you know, they're 10 and 13. So, I mean, it's loud <laughs> like yeah. when, when they're awake and like, occasionally they'll have moments during the day where, you know, it'll be quiet time where they're just like, you know, if they're eating a meal and, you know, like watching a YouTube video or something like that, it'll be like, oh, it's kind of quiet in here now. Yeah. What have they nice, done? But... What have they broken? <laughs> but it usually doesn't happen. What are you boys for doing? Long. If it's quiet, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like if Rowan's quiet for too long, you're like, "What have you done? What are you after? What have you? What are you broken? <laughs> Nothing." Well, what's funny is I'll pop into their room and I'll be like, "What are you doing?" Like they'll just shut off the whatever video they're watching. They'll immediately shut it off, and I'm like, "You know that looks really suspicious when you guys do that, right?" I get we like, get that exactly the same. Like, are you oh, watching I'll something do... inappropriate? No. No, we're just we watching get... a Minecraft video, and I'm like, why do you shut it off? Like, you're watching something. <laughs> like, know. They don't know what porn we is, go... so I don't want to say, why do you we shut it off? Alice's like porn? Room. We go into Alice's room, and all of a sudden, Alexa, volume to one. Like, <laughs> Alice, listening to Cardi B, I don't give a fuck what they're talking about. And it's nothing that I haven't heard. Don't worry about it. Oh, I thought it was really loud. No, you're ashamed of what you're listening to. Just chill out. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Alexa. Cardi B and oh god, crazy. Cardi so, yeah, B no, got a little wet ass pussy. Oh, don't even. So no, I'm just just waiting for the uh, the clocks to change so it's lighter in the mornings, and I will be back on the bike first thing in the morning, going doing my morning constitutional, which will be nice. Nice, dude. Yeah, one of my one of my friends that I used to climb with all the time has started. Well, a couple of my friends I used to ride with or climb with all the time have really gotten into mountain biking. And like, you know, like hitting trails in the woods and shit like that. Yeah. And, um, and the, like, <laughs> one of them was like, dude, you ought to get a bike. And I immediately cut him off and I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, those things are super fucking expensive and I will not fall into another expensive ass hobby like that. Yeah, but this one's different. <laughs> dude, like your bike, <laughs> your bike looks so fucking awesome. I can only imagine how much it costs. It was it wasn't cheap. But but it's it's the same as any hobby, isn't it? You've only got to equate it to what, what you're doing over the time. This is true. So that bike that bike will do me for I don't know, five, six years. So actually over that those five or six years, that bike I mean that, and it should it'll probably last longer. It's only because I'm a, a fickle son of a bitch that I'll probably say I want a different colour. But <laughs> over that period of time if you say your bike costs $5,000, if it's going to last you five years, that's $1,000 a year, you'll spend more than that on petrol. This is true. So, it, it, yes, it's a big outlay, but it's it's the period of time. It's not like you're buying, you know, if you when you were skateboarding, how many skateboards did you go through in a year? Yeah, I mean... Go really, on, how many? Just the, well, I just had the one. And like, I don't even know if I got, I don't even know if I ever got any skateboards new. I think they were all secondhand from friends. Dude, I went through so many skateboards. And I think like when I would usually ask for a skateboard, I would get something that sucked ass where it's like, this isn't a fucking skateboard. What the shit is this? <laughs> I I used to, I, I'm, I think there was a period when I was about 16, 17, I must've gone through about 10 skateboards in a year. <laughs> wow. Just because you break, them, break just... the deck just snap the deck doing something stupid or you know delam it or something really bad and then i'd buy a new one and you're talking what 65 65 pound a pop for a new deck so that's like 650 50 pounds just on skateboard decks that's not including wheels bearings trucks 
any and skate shoes. How fucking hell? How many yeah. pairs of shoes did I go through as a skater? So it, it's kind of that's the way I kind of justify it as a hobby. Is that yes, it's a big outlay, but actually that's going to last me a long time. Yeah, that is kind of the. I've been flirting at the edge of one of those. I keep looking at an eight-inch telescope. Yeah, and it's around five hundred bucks for the telescope and and like you know like kind of the beginning beginner accessory kit and everything that comes with it but it's an eight inch one and oh man i'm so obsessed with space and i've wanted a telescope forever and so now i'm just kicking around the edge of well it's kind of expensive but it's like well i'm about to get tax money back fuck it get it (laughs) and so there's the one thing i have i have sort of taken on board in the past you know a couple of years with everything that's gone is that you can't fucking take it with you yeah you, you might as well enjoy what you have with what you have and what you can do with it. So I'm, I've become very blasé about spending. You know, I was terrible about spending money. And I've become very kind of, yeah, no, fuck it. Let's go out for dinner. Oh, yeah, you want that? No problem. You have that. It, it's, it kind of, it's softened me a little bit to like, I want everyone to be happy. I want everyone to have nice things. And I want everyone to, to enjoy the time they've got. And I want to provide that for them. And it's, you know, if you're if if it's something you're interested in and you want to do, just fucking do it. Yeah, it's five hundred bucks. You know, how long does it take to earn five hundred bucks for you? Yeah, really, not that long. It, it, this is, you know, I look at it the same here. It's like, oh, you know, that's a that's a four hundred pound iPad. Well, that's two days' work. That's fuck all. <laughs> See, you know I, I mean? like it. I like that, and um... it, it, it really is. It's it's got. You've got to boil it down to that. It's like, well, you know, how am I going to get more enjoyment out of this thing than it's going to cost me in work time? You know, if if, you, if it's going to take you four years to buy to 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 work to get something, you're not really. You know, you are you going to enjoy that four years worth? It's I don't know. I just just mellowed a lot. I was I was terrible for penny pinching and. I'm not going to, I can't do that. And I don't want to do that. And I, you know, we're not going to do that. I'll do the cheap thing. And, and I just thought, no, fuck it. It's, it's got to be, I'm, you know, I'm not going to take it with me. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely penny pinch when it comes to spending a lot of money on things that are just for myself. Like I'll feel guilty about it. Like I think the last somewhat pricey thing I bought was I had gone through a run of $20 wireless headphones that were being yeah. shit. And then I bought like a $60 pair and then they crapped out while they were still in their return period. And so I returned them and then said, fuck yeah. it. I'm going to buy nice headphones. And so I bought like a brand new pair of beats. And so I spent like, I think a little over 200 bucks on those. Oof. And it was like, I felt really guilty about it. But every time <laughs> I listened to them, it's like, they're fucking amazing. The, goes away. <laughs> the, the sound quality is really good. Uh, yeah. the, uh, the, the noise cancellation feature in it is like freaking incredible. Like if I have like my fan running in my room and I'm not even listening to music, I just have the headphones on. I don't hear yeah. the fan hardly at all. Like, I just it, bought a pair of the, um, the new Beats Flex, the, the wireless earbuds. Oh, nice. Not the wireless ones, sorry, the Bluetooth ones with the wire goes around the back of the neck. Mm-hmm. Cause obviously I have them for work and I, I've, I've been, that's my third pair. And I go through them so quickly because the you know I, I use them for ten hours a day and then I charge them every night. Yeah. And the batteries just don't last long enough, so I've had to buy a new pair. Um, and they're just they're so good. 
so good. They are very, very good headphones. <laughs> it makes so a huge – yes, I think so too. And it, But yeah. also the, when when I do have things that are really expensive, like I treat them really, really well. Like, oh, yeah, me too. When um, like when I was in college <laughs> – here's a good bonehead story from when I was younger. I was living on my own for the first time and I get this check in the mail and it's for like five – maybe $700. It was a lot. And I was like, Oh, awesome. I don't know what this money's for, but this is great. And so I went out and bought a PlayStation two and I bought a a $300 leather jacket and I bought a $200 pair of Oakley's. (laughs) So, I mean, I went out and spent it all. And then like a, like a month later, my tuition bill came in and I was like, that's what it was for. (laughs) So then I had to work oh, my yeah. ass off and have no money for fun for like a good two months, like, you know, socking no. away money from my convenience store job. And so oh. I, I had to, I paid for that last <laughs> semester out of pocket. Yeah. I have you still got the classes? Uh, dude, I had those Oakleys. I treated them so well that they lasted <laughs> me for like, I think over a decade before nice. eventually they, I think they, they broke and but I was like, I got my money's like work out, worth out of them. Like, if I apply your logic to it, <laughs> it was like, I had them for yeah, so it's, long. It's it, not flawed logic, though, is it? It's not flawed logic at all. It was like, yeah, it was. Yeah. It cost me a lot to to spend two hundred dollars up front for a pair of sunglasses, but then I had them for a decade. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, that's like twenty dollars a year. I spend more than that on sunglasses now, probably because I get these cheap yeah. ones that that break, and. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 not a silly way of looking at life. It's it's quite sensible, and it's it's one of the things my mum always taught me was like if you're gonna if you want something, always buy the best you can afford. That is true. Because you you are always gonna but if you buy cheap, you'll always buy twice or more. Nope that's a that is a lesson that I've painfully learned now. Yeah, in anything you do, always buy the best you can afford. If you can't afford it, and you don't need it now save so you can get the better thing so you know it's well it's yeah. true dude if, if i add up yeah. all of the money that i spent on like shitty like fucking earbuds over the years and stack that all together i could probably have two pair of beats yeah of course you could <laughs> you <know? laughs> so, do you, so do you have you heard of a company called festival mm, i don't think so Okay, they they are a, a, a Polish company uh, who are, in my opinion, they make the best power tools in the world, like far superior to anyone else. Oh, Makita, nice. Milwaukee, anything. They are, everything is about precision, is about um, ease of use, about working cohesively with other units that they make, but they're not fucking cheap. I mean, their, their dust extractor Hoover is like 500 pounds. But I will buy that stuff like it's fucking Cheetos because I think it's because it's worth it for my business. And I get a lot of people going, oh, why are you wasting your money on all this flashy fucking all, all gadget crappy, you know, stuff? It's, like, it's not. Try it. And I'll give them there's there's a um, a uh, impact, uh, not an impact driver, a, a percussion cordless screwdriver drill, hammer drill that they do. Mm-hmm. How many like, volt? Try that. I'm like, hmm? How many volt? Uh, it's a five point, uh, 18 volt, 5.4 milliamp. Nice. I got, so I have a 36 volt, uh, Hilti 
that is a oh, nice. oh it's heavy healthy, as fuck healthier good shit this is only a cordless one so it's a nice lightweight one and i i gave it to an electrician friend of mine who's like oh no they look so shit and they look like tonka toys and they're, they're so expensive <laughs> and this drill is this drill is it, it retails for about 500 to 600 pounds for a drill driver okay so that's a lot of money i said no just try it just take it and he drilled two holes with it and came back and said i want to buy one <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing I've ever used. Well, I bet with a hammer drill too, having like a really nice one versus a really shitty one. Like yeah, I've used, exactly. we, we have a place around local here called Harbor Freight where it's like, if you yeah. want a tool for one job, like that's where you can go to get it. And so yeah. I've used like their hammer drill before in projects like at work. And then when that drill eventually shorted out, I think like halfway through the week, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to bring my Hilti in. And yeah. I'm not going to let anybody else use it, but I will drill the rest <laughs> of these holes. Like, yeah, healthier, healthier, bloody good company, bloody good tools. It's nice. I bought it used on eBay, and it was old when yeah. I bought it, and I think I still paid like two hundred and fifty dollars for the cordless drill, a yeah. charger, and two batteries. And one of the batteries was bad that I had to send in to get record. Oh Jesus! But I sent it into this guy uh, called Voltman. And he like re nice. record it with a yeah, and I'm pretty sure his name was Pete Peterson, which is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yep. Was he a Marvel character? Did he have an alter ego? <laughs> he's Voltman. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's Isn't gonna be he in Spider Man three. X Men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't everybody? I'm in Spider Man three for fuck's sake. <laughs> I can't wait to see your cameo in it as the grumpy guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Grumpy guy in the corner. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of Marvel stuff, how good was that last episode of WandaVision? It was pretty fucking awesome. Oh, man. I still don't think it, it's not over yet. No. I'm still not buying it. No. Um, man, it, it has sent me on a quest, though, reading all this old Marvel stuff, and I've been having so much fun with it. Uh, I wish, I wish I had Comixology Unlimited. It's the but best it's thing. But it's still not available in the UK. What in the fuck is wrong with that shit? Like, I was seeing... Uh, it's the same a... as everything, Joe. It's down to fucking distribution rights. Oh, it's so it's the same reason we haven't got HBO Max. It's the same reason we haven't got Hulu. It's the same reason that we had to pay... Uh, I think it was 20, 20, 20 UK pounds to rent Wonder Woman 1980 shit. Oh, hey, I'm glad you brought that up. That was on my list of things to, to get your take on Wonder <laughs> Woman. <laughs> I figured it might be. <laughs> that that distribution thing, though, is fucking annoying, though. Um, it pisses me off. I, I was seeing the that on Twitter. the reason we didn't for so long. <sighs> I mean, it's so dumb because it's like... Everybody wants to see this. We live, social media makes it a, a true global community now. And if you're going to give yeah. it to everybody and not give it to this big chunk of the, of your, you know, your viewership, they're going to pirate it. So yeah. why, why not just make it available money. to them? Not, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I do not, un I do not understand it in this day and age, why there should be staggered release dates for digital copying. No, it, it shouldn't. They should all release at it's, the same time, more or less. Release. You exactly. know, like so, in line so with time zones and shit. Just make it so work. So Bill and Ted, um, the new one, what was it? Um, Face the Music. That was released in the US back in 
August was it? Last mm. year? Uh could have been. I, I didn't summer, I didn't watch late, it. Late late summer, I know that. And then it wasn't released in the UK in cinemas until December. <laughs> that is Why? so dumb. What's, it it's it is so dumb because all it does is, is it promotes piracy. Yeah, it absolutely yeah, we, does. We are a global community, as you said, so I'm talking to you in America, so you'll tell me about the latest thing. I want to go and check that out. The only way I can do it is by pirating it. It's fucking horseshit. It really is stupid. Yeah, it, it makes so, zero sense. The, the <laughs> it's like, well, it's especially a, when all these businesses, like we've already established that these businesses exist to make money. And it's like you're intentionally leaving money on the table here. Yeah. It, it makes no sense. Like, you know, your Netflix is completely different to my Netflix. Now, if you were to get a VPN on your phone, would you be able to log in like you're in America? Because I have a VPN on my phone and I can change it to London. I've never it's tried to see what it does with my Netflix. I've got, yeah, have a go. Because you'll be amazed at what you lose. It's something I've got to do because it's the only way I'm going to see that trash Justice League movie that's coming out. <laughs> and I have to watch that. Oh, my God. Yeah, I that that trailer didn't do much for me, man. I was If you go back and listen, when, when I first saw Justice League in the theaters, I, I kind of liked it. But then when it came yeah, out did. on digital... I bought it. I've owned it ever since it, like, I think I bought it, like, maybe the day or the week of that it released on vig- digital. Still never watched yeah. the entire thing. I can't. I've watched it several times, and I will continue to watch it as one of the worst <laughs> movies ever made in a brilliant way. <sighs> but how can anyone in their right mind, and I'm sorry to everyone that supports the Snyder Cut, believe that we are going to get the original vision of, of Zack Snyder? Well, no, of course not. I mean, that's just something being exactly. sold to you. But, but that's bullshit then, isn't it? You cannot then say, oh, we're getting the Snyder Cut. They should have released the Snyder Cut back then. Because you'll never know what the Snyder Cut was. What we're getting is a fan service response to what was released. Yeah. Well, and then some of the things that, that they change in it, like, like, oh, Stephen Wolf's armor is different now. It's like, yeah, he still looks like a video game character. He still looks dumb. Black Suit Superman, but we've been told that Black Suit Superman was never going to be in the Snyder Cut. The only reason he's in there now is because everyone went fucking nuts for the black and white photo. It's it's dumb. It really is quite stupid. Yeah, and like part of me worries that it's like because I have this attitude going into it, it's like am, am I already just pre? Am I predisposed to to not like it now because? It's like, well, right I now, think, like, I, it's, Wonder Woman would be proud of me. Because right now, I'm just speaking my truth. <laughs> and, like, I was excited <laughs> to see Wonder Woman 84. So and, was I. So and, was I. And I started I that movie. <laughs> Dude, I yep, started that movie too. with my whole family in the room. And I finished that movie with only me in the room because everybody else bailed. <laughs> they were like, we would rather go lock ourselves in a bedroom in the back of the house than sit out here in the living room and watch this movie. So, Wonder Woman 1984. Right. So. Yeah. Well. (laughs) Better than the first one. (laughs) Still shit, though. (laughs) Still dumb. Oh, there was so much dumb. There was so much dumb in it and so much stuff that was just, like... 
I, I, I can't think of a better way to describe it than icky. Oh, I just, and I, I've had arguments with Jacob about this. And he's like, oh, yeah, but, you know, you can't take it all too seriously about what her powers are. It's like they just made convenient power sets up. Yeah. Now she can do this because we need her to get from there to there quickly so she can fly. What? No, what? What? When did that happen? It, it was just bonkers. Oh, and the fucking suit of armor that withheld the world of men. But a cat destroyed it in ten minutes. <laughs> well, you know how cats are. They're agents of chaos. They're not, that, they're not worse than the worlds of men. <laughs> Trust me. See the rest the worlds of men have made. My cat cannot make that sort of mess. Alright, you sunk my battleship. <laughs> I mean, it's just... Oh, God. I am really worried about them giving that woman a Star Wars movie. Oh yeah, that ought to be interesting. I mean, but from I don't know, the 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 personal place that she was talking about with the Star Wars movie, I'm I'm kind of interested to see how that goes. But story-wise, from... fine with. I don't want to write in the story, but I, I I understand her direction. The trouble is she's not good at shooting action shots. Like that whole mall scene at the beginning of of Wonder Woman was shot fucking terribly. It was completely like out of perspective, and the speeds were all wrong, and the shots were... It was just terrible. It looked like a student film. <laughs> it's, I just... Oh, it was so painful. And then I got, had to watch it again. <laughs> you watched it, it twice? I watched it twice in two nights. Wow, and it dude. just got stupider the second time. <laughs> I couldn't imagine sitting through that movie again. No way. Like it's it's on my list of movies to not watch it. Like the movie was just so incoherent. It was like I don't know. I I feel like I don't have much new to add to the mix for for the things that people have said because I mean the the flaws in that movie are just so glaring. It was like they they needed to stick to just one villain. Uh the the yeah, Chris Pine and Gal Gadot have amazing chemistry. But you can't undo what you did in the first movie. And then the way you did it here was just so gross. It was weird. It was really wrong. And that was that was the biggest takeaway from the whole movie. It's like, you, in theory, in, in honestly, Wonder Woman's just raped a stranger. Yeah. That's and, just well, and even if you right. want to go with the gross argument of like, like let's go with like the penis argument, but you know, like, hey, he had sex with Wonder Woman, right? And it's like, yeah, but not really. He didn't consent to that, exactly. This thing has got to work both ways, and so it's odd that that a movie with the consent issue in it. It was Wonder Woman. I mean, that's that's, that's just weird, that's right there. Right? She, she doesn't believe consent has to work both ways, so she's fine. <laughs> that movie was a mess, and it's funny too. How it's like, like the Mandalorian season two had just wrapped up, and then we yep. go in and see Pedro Pascal doing that, and it's like, what? Yeah, his uh, he, it was just. Oh, oh God, I just stop. You're making me relive it, and I hate you. <laughs> I, I, 
I'd, I'd had my argument with with Jake and, and other people about this, and you're making me relive the, the, the <laughs> horror that was the Wonder Woman 1980 shit. Oh, 1980 oh, shit. God. It was the only thing I took away from that movie that that made it slightly better than the first one was they didn't have a monkey on the uh, the slow motion button this time, so there wasn't quite as much slow mo. I did notice there was less slow mo. That was literally what 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 Joe Prime messaged me after he watched it. He went, "There's not as much slow mo. You'll be all right." <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing. <laughs> of oh, course, Joe that. messaged you that. It was just oh, that's too funny. I don't, I don't understand what the writers were doing in that movie. I don't know how they thought on paper that that movie made sense. Yeah, how the fuck does Trevor? Who died in a plane crash or died flying a plane like that was like a biplane back then, sits in a jet and can fly it in seconds. Oh, that was so dumb, wasn't it? Oh, I'm just flip these switches here and here saying. we go. It's not. It's completely different. That's all stick and rudder. <laughs> and then, oh, I've, I've done this thing once where I turned something invisible. Let's see if I can do it to a plane. Yeah, that okay, was... Okay, then. That made Fine. no sense. <laughs> and, then, and then the kids she killed in uh, in Egypt, those children she rescued clearly had snap necks. <laughs> the speed which she picked them off the ground, those necks would have been shattered. The whole that that whole bloody um, uh, uh, convoy scene was terrible. It's just. Stupid. There's no other word for that movie. Just stupid and dumb. Yeah, it was pretty stupid. Good... <laughs> and there are dumb. There are great dumb movies, and that's not one of the great dumb movies. <laughs> Speaking of great movies, did you get a chance to watch Psycho Goreman? I have got halfway through it. I have still got to finish it off. I was falling asleep, and we haven't gotten back to it. But I will finish it at some point. We just had a week of. Uh, of half term with Rowan being at home, so he's obviously had later nights. So we've got a load of stuff to finish watching, stacked up, including um, Resident Alien, Psycho Gorman. Um, what else have we got to watch? A couple of other things to to catch up on. Oh, the Great. Have you have you been watching? Have you watched the Great? The Great. The Great uh, about Catherine the Great of Russia. Oh no, I haven't. It's the. It's the uh, was it? Um, Oh, Nicholas Holt and okay, yeah, it's it's like got like it's kind of like a comedic take on it. It's dude, it's so funny. What uh, what service or channel is it on? Uh, I think it's on HBO for you guys. Hmm. We're getting to look it up. Channel it's called the Great. Me, oh, it might be on Stars. Uh, it's called the Great. Okay, if um, it's on Stars, I I don't have Stars. I'm a, I'm pulling up Just Watch right now to check see where it's at. Because I remember seeing ads for it, and it looked really funny. Yeah, it was so, so funny. Um, can't even see. Oh, it says it's but available yeah. on Hulu, so I could watch there that. There we go. But, but Nicholas Holt in it is fucking superb. Oh, sweet. He is the kind of, he's he's that kind of um, uh, Christopher Waltz in Inglorious Bastards cunt. Oh, perfect. Do you know what I mean? That cunt that you hate, but you love him at the same time because he's just so over the top as an asshole. <laughs> um, yeah, you've got to watch it because it's really, really funny. 
Sweet. Yeah, no, I'll be checking that out now that I know I have access to it. Yeah, yeah, do, 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 do it. And then what else have you been watching recently? What else have you, have you checked out the Resident Alien? What have you thought of that? Uh, no, that was, it's on sci-fi and so I don't have access to that one. Oh, okay. That's, it's not a bad series actually. Alan Tudyk does a good job. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. Um, yeah. For a while I got this open, I'll check this one too. One Division. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That, that show's been rocking my world, man. It is. It's been so cool to have like another show back in my life that I, that like makes me speculate that hard week to week. Yeah, it really does. I mean, I, I mean, I, I haven't really done a lot of speculation because everything has kind of happened to what I figured it was. Um, and I've, it, it's difficult with, with, with Kat, although she's she's into it a lot, she she's not versed in in comic lore as such. She's not read the comics, so she and she's not got a lot of the history. So she's really into it, but she you know she'll ask questions more than being able to have a kind of like a throw back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've kind of kept kept my theories to myself, but everything's kind of happening as I thought it would. Um, and I'm I'm just waiting for the final reveal in the next couple of episodes. And then uh, I think we're going to get uh, a bigger bad. Oh, I think so too. I, I think um, okay. Yeah, spoilers for for Wandavision, um, as per usual with with, <laughs> with the last few episodes of this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, you know, seeing that it was Agatha Harkness, it's like okay, yeah, we were yep. all expecting that. Um, yep. I'm I'm still really looking forward to seeing. Okay, who's Ralph? Is it is it Mephisto? Is it you know? There's a PH in Ralph. There's a PH in Mephisto. All the all these other oh, nods towards it, like really makes yeah. sense. And then uh, the the little bit at the end where we had that mid credit scene. Yep. And so that really, it's like okay, is is that really the Quicksilver from the Fox universe, or is that the big bad that's just like looking like him right now? This is it, isn't it? Yeah, but there have been, there have been rumors circulating, um, and I don't know whether you've seen them about who might be because Paul Bettany let out a leak um, saying the 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 sort of the big cameo at the end of the season is someone he's always wanted to work with, and there was talk about um, there were have been meetings with Al Pacino. Dude, if they get Al Pacino to play the devil again, that would be fucking amazing. It would be very meta as well, wouldn't it? it would be, yeah, because he was so good in Devil's Advocate. Yeah, exactly. So that would be amazing. That's been sort of spouted around a little bit. But I think we're definitely getting with his Someone, Someone is definitely pulling um, Agatha Agatha's strings. She's, she's there as a job. She's not doing this vindictively. I, uh, you know the the way it's it's all kind of gone. There's there's not been any malice there for her. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for the next couple of episodes. How good was and her theme get... song? Oh, it was amazing. I, I've gone hey, back well, through and listened to it like a dozen times. <laughs> I ha- I, we, we, we've watched it twice so far, but the, the, I haven't. There's there's not been anything in that series that I haven't liked. Yeah, Everything I totally I agree. Felt they've done so well. The Malcolm in the Middle beginning was fucking superb. Yes, it was. Like right when it first started, I was like, "That's Malcolm, Malcolm. in the Middle." I was like, yeah. "Oh my god!" Like I didn't even watch that show like religiously or anything, but it was like it was a big enough 
you know, it's, thing it's in the 90s. It's show that you still know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, they, every little attention to detail and the Easter eggs and everything has been so good. I mean, the so the previous episode, and this was an Easter egg I had to look up very quickly, was, was um, where Agatha was parked and Vision found her. They were on uh, Ellis Street. Uh-huh. Of course, Warren Ellis created Scarlet Witch. Ah, <laughs> and it and the, but the the camera stayed on the road sign for too long. I was like, that can't be a coincidence. I had to look that up, and I was like, I'm sure Ellis is a creator of. Uh, I'm sure there's an Ellis that created either Vision or Scarlet Witch, and it was Warren Ellis, obviously the creator of Scarlet Witch. So that was a really nice nod. But every everything is done for a reason. For fuck's sake, Marvel should Scarlet be giving Witch less. Like, but wasn't Scarlet Witch like a character in in Marvel comics like back in like the '60s? Yeah, yeah, no, but he he, he kind of bought oh, her around, kind of recreated the, 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 her character. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Exactly. But you know, there's Marvel should be giving lessons on how to do movies and TV series because they're just fucking nailing it. No, every time they release one, they're putting on a fucking clinic. Well, and that's what yeah. makes these these uh, DC movies so much harder to stomach. It's like I when know. when, when you see thing. the people across the street doing it so well. And then Warner Brothers just keeps fumbling the ball. And it's like, come on, Butterfingers. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Are you just that proud? The I just think they got fucking thumb up their ass. I, just, I don't I know what don't it is, but it's, it's ridiculous. Because <laughs> it's like, dude, I, I'm like, just recently is when I've been really starting to dig in and actually read Marvel comics. Otherwise, like, yeah. Like growing up and stuff, I was all Batman and DC, and like yeah. the, the the larger amount of my comics. If you look at all the comics that I own, and you look at how big of a pile of DC books I own versus Marvel, you would say, "Wow, this guy's a really huge DC fan." But here I am saying the majority of their movies suck ass because they yeah. do. When you compare yeah. them to the Marvel movies, they're just not as good. So yeah, and I, and I, I just it 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 it's such a shame. I mean, I've said since comic book movies started, I am not a Marvel or a DC fan or anything. I will read every book equally. I will give everything a go. I am a comic book fan. And I love comic books. I love comic book movies. I want them all to be great. I really do. I really want wanted Wonder Woman 1984 to nail it so that I could enjoy that movie. Absolutely. And, and go, oh, well, the first one sucked ass, but this one's really good. And unfortunately, I didn't get that. I got the same bullshit the same hacky storylines, the same crappy dialogue. And it's such a shame. These iconic characters that should be great, you know, for fuck's sake, they nailed Superman in 1977, and they got it right. Yeah. Why the fuck we can't do it today? I will not know. Well, it's because the next guy, there wasn't the next guy they gave it to, but it was like Zack Snyder was seemingly obsessed with, with uh, injustice or something, and he's like, "Oh, it's going to be dark and fucked up." It's like, dude, like Superman's supposed to be a beacon of positivity. Like, what more could we and need? Think, like, in, in this fucking day and age, of course he can do it. Just those those little bits of Justice League where, like, he came back and like he was like happy Superman. Those were like some of the parts of the movie that I actually liked because it yeah. was like, oh, look. Cavill can do a really good comic accurate Superman if it's written for him correctly. Oh, I just don't get it. I don't get why they fuck it up so much. And I think it's just money. I think that's all it's got to be. I think it's like, too. We've 
just got to just get it out and make money. And it's like, no, do it properly. Take your fucking time. Set it up. Well, and they need to have oh, somebody just... in. They need to have somebody in there like how the MCU has Kevin Feige. They need to have somebody in there who's a true fan who really understands the characters and has the clout and the balls to be like, no, this is how we're going to do it. And it's going to be good because when you look at that list of Marvel movies on good versus bad, there's really not that many of them that are, there's not that many of them that are Thor, the dark world, you know, which I still find to be an entertaining movie. Exactly. I still think it's better than wonder woman 84. (laughs) Like I was, The only the only one of those movies I of the Marvel movies I I would actually toss if you're going with the PCL rating is Age of Ultron. That is the only one, and I feel I've always felt that 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 movie was kind of I I think their their apple cart got upset a little bit because originally, um, as far as I know from from interviews that have been given after Avengers Assemble. The one of the next movies was supposed to be Ant Man, which was the original. Um, yeah, he was uh, one of the original Avengers. No, it was originally the original movie was supposed to be done by the guy that did Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. I can't remember the bloody director's name now. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would have known it right before you said that too. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Fuck me, what the hell is wrong with me? This is really funny. <laughs> this happens all the time when I do podcasts where it's like, I'll remember a name beforehand, but then it's like, when we're recording, it's like, no, my brain's like, I'm not taking the gig, bro. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm looking it up real quick. Um, Edgar Wright. There you go. Right. <laughs> I can't originally, believe we forgot that name. Uh, Scott Pilgrim no. versus the World. Like, yeah, no, how the fuck no, do I... No. <laughs> so, Edgar Wright was originally on board to direct Ant-Man. He'd even done the scissor reel, um, of, which was shown at a Comic-Con, of the, the bit in Ant-Man where he's running through the hallway and he goes small and big and fights the guys. Oh, nice. To get into the vault. So, he'd all done it. And then they had a bit of a falling out. So, I still believe that had they kept to their original release schedule and Ant-Man had come out after Avengers Assemble, they would have set Ultron up in the back, in the end of that movie. Because obviously that was, um, Ultron was created by Hank Pym originally. Yeah. And then they would have had Ultron be a malevolent bad guy sitting in the background for a couple of movies bubbling up until he became the villain that he was. Rather than being introduced and killed and destroyed in one movie. Yeah, that was a really poor choice to introduce him and destroy him all in the same movie. Not even having Hank Pym involved with him was was exactly, pretty stupid. Exactly. I think I think it would have run better, but unfortunately, it didn't work out like that. So you got, but in that movie as well, you've got to appreciate the birth of Vision. It's a fucking phenomenal scene. That Brit. That part is really cool. I mean, there are scenes yeah. in Age of Ultron that I really like, but as a whole, it's in my bottom, probably bottom three, yeah. if I rank the MCU. Exactly. But, you know, it's still entertaining. It still tells a coherent enough story, even though it feels rushed. Man, that, that, that the Hulkbuster fight scene is so cool in that. Yeah. God, it does have some good scenes in it. But, yeah, overall, it's it's really not that enjoyable of a flick. No. Mm, which one would you rank higher? 
Age of Ultron or Iron Man 3? Ooh. Cat's just shown me a uh, an article from the 3rd of February this year. Original Ant-Man director Edgar Wright reveals happy ending after reuniting with Kevin Feige. Oh, yeah, I think I saw that article. The, the Yeah, him and, him and Kevin Feige kind of had a, like, they talked, and it was like the first time they had talked since then. God, I'd love him to come back and do a, do a do a Marvel movie. It would be really cool. I, I mean, I wonder if if it was a good enough talk to where that would happen, or or if he knows, you know, hey, if I come back, I I have to play ball the way that they want me to play ball. But I don't think I I think now that's changed. I don't think it was that. Well, I don't know what it. You can't really say, can you? Because you're never there. But I, I don't think it was the ball playing. I think it was. I don't know. Maybe the way Kevin, maybe the way Kevin Feige wanted it, it's weird. It's a silly situation, but no, they're. Um, sorry, what were you saying about rankings? Hmm. What were you saying about rankings? Oh, top three or? Oh, I was. I was going to say, how would you rank? Would you Would you rank Age of Ultron better than than Iron Man three? No, I like Iron Man three a lot. Okay, see, Iron Man 3 is one of those ones that it's like, I didn't hate the movie, but I didn't love it either. Because I know there's some people out there that absolutely hate it. Like, like I, I know, like, uh, Brian from PCL has talked about how much he hated yeah. the, the Trevor twist in it. I actually thought the Trevor twist was kind of funny. I love the Trevor because, twist. Because, like, when Ben Kingsley was given a chance to act silly, he did it so well. Yeah. That it was kind of does. fun. He's like, incredibly good at doing that. <laughs> um. Yeah, I th- um, see. I don't know, but and this is where I'm definitely an odd man out. But I think I actually like Iron Man two better than Iron Man three. And I know there's a lot of people who okay. uh, say that Iron Man two's like, dude, that's like the worst Marvel movie. And it's like for whatever reason, I have a soft spot in my heart for that movie. Uh, the trouble is, I mean, I would say my worst, as I say, worst one is Age of Ultron. And then I would probably have to say after that, um, Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Far From Home is, I it just feels like, like it takes forever to get through. Yeah, it's a long one. I mean, I love Jake Gyllenhaal in it. And the chemistry they had was brilliant. But I just felt that the, the actual movie wasn't that endearing. And it just seemed a bit, I don't know, just a bit bullshy. Um, and then, I don't know. I really don't know what I, I love them all. I will sit and watch all of them quite happily without (laughs) having to turn it off. Yeah, no, there's not a single MCU movie that I'd be like, oh, I hate that one. Yeah, exactly. I would sit through all of them rather than sitting through Wonder Woman 1984 again. (laughs) No, I'd agree with that. (laughs) Okay, so flip it over to the DC side. What did you think of the Harley Quinn movie? I really liked it. Okay, yeah, I liked that one too. I thought it was such a fun movie. It had a lot of really fun parts in it. And uh I dude, I rolled a tear when when Black Canary did her canary cry. Uh, it didn't really affect me that much, but it, it was See, it did it, for me just cuz I've always loved her character so much and to see it in in live action, I like it it affected me. Yeah. I definitely wanted that egg sandwich though. Oh my gosh, dude. I I I made an egg sandwich for breakfast this morning, and while I was making it, I thought of that movie. 
And I was like, I, I make egg sandwiches just as good as yeah. that guy. <laughs> it was a good movie. But as I, said, I haven't gone back and revisited it, so I will probably have to watch it again at some point. Yeah, I've gone back and rewatched that one a handful of times. It's it's Shazam that, I really liked. Shazam was fun. Shazam was a lot yeah. better than I expected it to be. Aquaman I didn't hate, but it was just a bit of a slog. That's another movie that I felt like it was longer than it needed to be. It takes a while to get through. Yeah. Visually, it was awesome. And, yeah, and, uh, I, and I, I liked Patrick like, Wilson's real... performance in it, too. I hated his performance. Really? I liked, so I liked watching him I... be like a lunatic and chew up the scene. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fucking terrible. <laughs> I, I've got a real soft spot for uh, Jason Momoa. So, you know, from watching him in, in Stargate Atlantis. Oh, I didn't know uh, he was I, in I, that. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was that was like where he started cutting his uh, his teeth. Really? Like one of his first acting jobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about that shit? Yeah, Jason Momoa is awesome. really good yeah, I love him, and he's just, just such an amazing human being. I think as well, he just he's just up for anything. Yeah, um, yeah, that's good. But Justice League is terrible. Man of Steel, I couldn't, uh, I can't watch again. It's like like they turned all the fun off of Superman. See, even even with that, I don't mind Man of Steel. But oh, when I watch on. Man of Steel, I have to watch it like it's an Elseworlds movie. I have to be like, this yeah. isn't really Superman because it's like, but then once you see, basically after you watch Batman V Superman, Dawn of Dick and Balls, after you watch the, <laughs> told you just take any word, switch it with Dick and Balls. Yeah. And fun. <laughs> Sounds better than the original. Well, it could be, you know, instead of Dawn of Justice, it could be Dawn of, uh, could Dawn be, of Dick and Balls. No, it'd be Dick and Balls of Justice. <laughs> Batman v Superman, Dick and Balls of Justice. <laughs> There's got to be a gay porn oh, version of that God. somewhere out there. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that is such a bad movie. The porn versions of real movies is always funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Porn parodies of, of that is always funny to have titles. <laughs> Do you think there's a Lord of the Rings one? Or like a Return of the King? Whatever. <laughs> Like, hmm. I would think so. That's a right dandy dick and balls, isn't it, Mr. Frodo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I don't know where we went. No, <laughs> I don't know no, where we went no, wrong here, Matt. But one time we were talking about something and I took it down a really weird road. You did. <laughs> no more bong for you, sir. <laughs> and oh, I'm not even drinking. I, th I think on our last episode, didn't I have to take like five breaks because I, I drank way too much? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> I'm stone cold sober now. Yeah, same here, so I can't even blame it on anything. <laughs> oh, no, I just God. got a fucked up head, and I like thinking about gay hobbits, apparently. So what are you reading at the moment? Let's change the subject. <laughs> oh, let's see. So, um, like, comics-wise, I've been reading... Um, uh, Stephen Farshad had sent me a list of some Avengers books to read. I believe it started with Avengers, I think it was Avengers 185 through 188. And so I've been mm -hmm. working my way through those. And it's a, a story of uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver going back to uh, where they were from in Transia. And um, there's yeah. a, the, the mountain there, the is it, uh, Vungalore or something like that. I can't remember okay. the, the name of it. Um, but anyway, it's a story about how they go there 
and then Scarlet Witch gets kind of taken in by the Darkhold, and um, Kathan possesses her. And so, anyway, Farshid was like, you have to read this. <laughs> or Farshid was like, you have to read this. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll for sure read them. And so then uh, um, got on Comixology and immediately bought all four issues and started reading them. And, dude, I've been having so much fun reading this older Marvel stuff. Um, uh, last week I went through and read the origin of magic. Right. Did you ever read that story where it's like she gets pulled into limbo and then there's like the older no. versions of Kitty Pride and I've Storm there? I've not read a lot of, um, a lot of old Marvel for a long time. Cause it, I find it, one, it doesn't come up on sale very often on comiXology. Um, and two, it's, it's often very difficult to, to get those in order like to find out what you should be reading when. So I'm, I'm a real stickler for reading stuff in order. I'm terrible for it. Oh, and then yeah. the, the art obviously puts me off a lot of the time because the colors are so sort of contrasting. Yeah. I mean, you know, comic books just had a, a very different look to them, you know, with those, yeah. those silver age comics like that. But dude, I've been reading, I've been having just a blast reading like old uh, Chris Claremont stuff. Um, uh, what was another one I read? Uh, I think the graphic no- novel was called like Mutant, Mutant Genesis, maybe or something like that. But it, it comprised Chris Claremont's last X Men story, and then going into I think it was John Byrne uh, taking over for it. Right. And so the the last story was like a, a Magneto story with the X Men, and then it goes into an Omega Red story. And so those were okay. super fun to read. I, I'd never read anything with an Omega Red before. Um, that's a creepy ass freaking villain, man. Yeah. It's got like a death factor. So it's like just people yeah. in his vicinity. Like he can just like release a pheromone that kills them. And, creepy shit, dude. Um, and then I've also, uh, the one that the other, so, so I've always got, like if I open my comiXology, there's always like six comic books in progress. It seems like, especially exactly. if it's like a graphic novel or, you know, like a, a trade version of it that, yeah. that I'm going through. But then another one that I'm reading right now is, um, uh, the dark Phoenix saga. Right. Okay. So I'm just in the beginning of that Which where one? it's, uh, introducing <laughs> Kitty pride character. Right. So this would be, um, I don't think it's Chris Claremont that wrote this one. Maybe it is though. I'd have to go back and look it up. I don't know. <laughs> so this, this is the thing with all the Marvel books. So I, I downloaded a long time ago, I downloaded one of the Age of Apocalypse books, thinking that it was actually the Age of the Apocalypse story, and it wasn't. It was something completely different, and I got... I, I finished it, I, I worked my way through, right through it, but I got so fucking bored with it. Because it just didn't make... it. it, it if you're reading stuff out of order, it just doesn't make sense. No, I totally get that. And, like, with me jumping around reading all the the Scarlet Witch and Vision stuff that I've been reading, mm. there's sometimes where I'll be reading through the book and then it'll skip over to something that's completely unrelated to the story, but maybe it makes sense in, like, other tie-in issues or something. And I'm just like, skip, so skip, You're reading X-Men skip, Mutant Genesis. Skip. What's that? Is it Mutant Genesis? Mutant Genesis one one was one reading. of the ones I was reading, yeah. Yeah, the Claremont Lee, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Jim Lee's art is so, like, I have so many yeah, like pages that I amazing. just like, you know, snap that to save that screenshot. <laughs> that is on sale at the moment for three ninety nine. I might pick that up. I have to see. I thought it was good. But, I thought it was a really yeah. good read. Um, it's a really cool story with Magneto 
And then, uh, yeah, that Omega Red story that follows was really, really good as well. Um, let's see. What else have I downloaded? Because I downloaded a whole bunch of them. Oh, it's been cool reading so much Gambit also. Because Gambit was, like, one of those characters that I always loved from playing, like, the X-Men video game and shit. Yeah. But, like, I'd never really read that many comics with him in it. So it's been cool reading lots of Gambit lately. Uh, one day we'll get the Gambit movie. <laughs> oh my god, I almost forgot all about that with Channing Tatum. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> one day. Maybe he'll, he'll be, be in released. Spider-Man 3. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be dire. Um, oh. oh god, we're kind of all over the place on this one, but kind of um, jumping back a little bit, something I forgot to bring up during when we were talking about WandaVision. Um where do you think that this is ultimately going? Because for me, I think it's going to go that Wanda's kids have been kidnapped and maybe that's what um, the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is going to be. Is, you know, yeah. like Doctor Strange and Wanda going through the multiverse trying to find Wanda's kids. Yeah, I think that's that's a definite possibility. Um or do you think know. it's going to turn I, I to where she's going to be a villain in it? No, I I think more than anything they're trying to re they're trying to bring Vision back. They're, makes sense. they're bringing Vision back in a in a way that they they couldn't tell in a bloody in a in a, in a two hour movie. So that this is what they're using this for is is they're giving they're giving both Wanda and Vision some some backstory and some depth to their relationship and then they're going to they can bring vision back at the end. And what what I've always believed from from the very start is that Wanda did create this world. It was Wanda that started this and then a, a dark malevolent force has has gotten hold and what Wanda was just trying to do was just trying to live her life and and actually have her time with her love of her life. And what's happened is this malevolent force has then gotten hold of it and trapped her in there and is then forced all this stuff to happen around it. And it's, I think that we're going to get, you know, the, the way that she can end this is by bringing vision back is my theory. Nice. No, I like that, man. I, I mean, he's so good as the character and, and we got I'll such precious me. little of him. You know, Paul Bettany has stolen that whole show for me. Yeah, he's been fantastic. He's been amazing, and it would be really cool to see him be a little bit more of a uh, uh, a free flowing vision rather than the very rigid robot that we've had in the past. Because he's he's so he's so funny. Like his delivery on stuff is just superb, and it put it, it puts me back in mind of the first time I saw him when he was. Uh, playing uh, Jeffrey Chaucer in The Knight's Tale. Oh, The Knight's Tale. I haven't thought about that movie in so long. That's a great fucking film. And he's in that, and he's so funny in that as well. He's got such good comedic delivery, and he doesn't tend to do comedy roles very often anymore. Dude, he, he was should. so funny in that second episode when he was <laughs> acting like he was that drunk magician. 100%, but even even in this most recent episode when he was in the, you know, <laughs> asking questions of Darcy. <laughs> yeah, and, I loved that part. <laughs> and it was all, oh, what am I doing sitting here talking to you? <laughs> like, <laughs> every part of it is always, he's always had that kind of brilliant comedic delivery. 
So no, that's what I think is going to happen. I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. But we shall see. It's uh, intriguing. Do you think? Do you think whoever the big bad is is doing this to Wanda to try and either steal her magic or just co-opt it while she's in there? It depends who the big bad turns out to be. If it turns out to be the uh, the sword guy, I think there's the the nefarious thing is obviously to get to to have vision as a weapon. Um, there has also been possible talk about, um, I think I saw possible like theories about, um, Sentinels being, you know, coming from vision and from Wanda, their abilities and, and oh, the what they're shit. studying. I hadn't even considered that, that if sword makes Sentinels, which is a possibility. So if it turns out to be him, if it turns out to be Mephisto, I think that he's, he's gotten hold of it so that he could create a entity for him to use to get into this world very much like raven is in sort of titans yeah um but there's, there's so much there's so many crazy theories going around it's amazing i know <laughs> amazing it. is the best way to describe it yeah i hope that they can do something amazing with falcon winter soldier as well but i really don't think that's going to be a week-to-week -week guessing game i think that's going to be relatively straightforward yeah. What's going on? No, I I kind of worry that, but man, I I hope that that they've got some mystery built into that one too. Yeah, but I don't think they need it with that. I think the 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 chemistry of those two on screen together and the 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 way they're written to interact no, with each other is so good. You know, you got a really good point because I'm making it sound like like the fact that WandaVision that has this mystery in it is the only thing that can make a show compelling week to week. Whereas there's really not too much mystery in the Mandalorian. And we were all over that week to week. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, a little bit of mystery, you know, in the, you know, where's, where's Grogu from and, and all that stuff, but you know, nothing on par with, with the speculation and stuff that we're seeing with WandaVision. So, no. so yeah, I mean, I don't know it, at this point, with you know what 23 films in in one very yep. successful series i'm on board with whatever feige wants to give me yeah i think i think he can just keep going i don't, don't see any reason why they need to stop i mean falcon winter soldier is going to be i still think it's going to be amazing and then we're going to get a loki and you know, God knows what that's going to be like, <laughs> dude. From the trailers, that show looks like it's going to be bonkers, be fucking messy as hell. <laughs> I think it's just going to be like a drug trip. <laughs> and then whatever else he he decides to do, I think uh, I think that really at some point Disney have got to just say enough is enough and release stuff straight to streaming, like Black Widow, uh, Black Widow movie. No, I agree. Anything else. Because they they can't hold out much longer. It's gonna it's gonna just diffuse everything and fuck up everything completely. And just fucking release it as a twenty dollar rental. I don't. I'll pay it. Yep. Yep. Happily. I don't care. I I need to see it. It needs to be seen. Unfortunately, that movie will not be available to watch in cinemas until Christmas, because that's gonna be when it's gonna be safe to go and see stuff again and when people are going to feel comfortable if they wait clear till christmas for black widow i'm going to be so pissed off yeah but they can't it's like they, just they, fucking they release it on it. disney plus already come on yeah they did it with mulan it worked 
Yeah. They did it with soul. It worked. Just do it. Yeah. You know, if you want to, you know, stick it on there for three months that you can only rent it, you'll get people renting it multiple times. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. With a Marvel movie? Are you shitting me? It's it's that kind of fan, fan, you know, need for it. And especially if it means that we can start getting the story going again and start building up new characters and new things that are happening. And, oh, shit, Taskmaster. Oh, shit. What's going on in the multiverse of madness with Doctor Strange? You know, start this stuff going. They can't hold out much longer. They really can't. Yeah, I I 100% agree with you, dude. They're only hurting themselves by holding out. So what, we're three movies down or two movies down at the moment? Oh, man, I... I have such a bad <laughs> reference on tracking time. <laughs> I think we were supposed to be, I think it was Black Widow and In Immortals last year. Okay, I was going to say, we we're at least two down, if not yeah. more. And then this year was Shang-Chi, uh, Doctor Strange 2, and something else. I can't remember what it was. But, you know, I just don't, I don't get it. I mean, fucking... DC are giving, well, mind you, they can afford to give their shit away because who's going to pay for it? <laughs> I do think that that's a bold strategy at WB or Warner Brothers to um, be releasing these movies all on HBO Max for no upcharge the same day yeah. that it hits theaters. That's bold. And I, you it know, is. as a, you know, like, I, I love the theater experience, but if you give me an option between the two, almost every time I'll choose to pay more and watch it at home. Why wouldn't you? Well, because, you know, I mean, there's certain movies where having it on that huge screen with the awesome sound system and stuff is, it's a great experience. And, and now that my local theater's got, you know, like the comfortable, you know, like reclining loungers that are heated and everything. I mean, that's pretty cool, but... All it takes is one jackass in the theater to like turn it into a really negative experience for myself. But do you really want to go and sit in a pack in a in a not even packed in a half packed theater with people that you don't know that might have COVID? Oh no, not at all. And and when when is that going to stop being a fear? So even uh, when for for me it won't stop until like I'll be <coughs> I'm not going back to normal life until I've had the vaccine. No, exactly. But and, even and then, at you this can't point, do it. you know, a forty-year-old, you know, male in 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 good health, you know, I, I, well, I, you I, I don't to think do the I'm same be... as those Florida chicks and dressed as old women. <laughs> well, like I, I'm fine living my 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 sheltered life right now. Like, I, I'm not in a hurry to get the vaccine just so I can run out and start fucking licking doorknobs. <laughs> You know? Is that something you do? Well, you know, I mean, hey, Maybe everybody's you got go back to rock climbing. <laughs> <laughs> That's dangerous. <laughs> I, just, I don't, I, unfortunately, I think, I mean, the big thing that I think is going to come out of this whole COVID thing is, is it's going to change the way we do everything. Oh, without it, a doubt. It's ch- changing the face of the world. Cities will start to become a thing of the past. People won't want to live in cities because people have learned that and companies have learned that we can work from home. It can be done very successfully. And actually, that means that they're paying less rent. They can make more money. 
they can actually use that money in most cases to pay their employees a little bit more. Their employees aren't wasting money on traveling, so they can actually afford to save more money and spend more money on other things, which then boost the economy. I don't think theatres will, personally, I don't think theatres will survive. No, I, I don't either. The, I think the movie theatre is now, uh, I think you'll still get the mum and pop and the small artisan theatres that will play older movies and the occasional big blockbuster, but they won't be reliant on box office numbers to keep themselves going. I, I think agree. that, that I, everyone has to move over to either a day one streaming service that you pay for or a day one rental that you pay a premium for. Yeah, I, I don't see how like it, it like these really big theaters and stuff. I don't see how they're going to be able to survive moving forward unless I don't in, unless that crowd of people that really really love the theaters and are going to keep going even, you know, when you could be watching at home, unless that ends up being a much bigger community than I think it is. It's and at the end of the day, like I feel sad for the theaters. I feel bad for for, you know, any business that that goes under and mostly I feel bad for the people that truly love the theater experience. And if they had a choice, they would watch every theater in the movie or every movie in the theater. You know, I, I feel really bad for those people. Agreed. I do. I mean, I loved it. We, we, we were going to the theater before COVID hit. Well, before, before that Christmas, we were going at least normally once a week to see whatever was on. And we, because we, we had the kind of, like the movie pass equivalent in the UK, we were going and seeing movies that we wouldn't normally go to the theatres to watch. And it was a, it was a great experience, but there's no way I'm going back now. Just no, I'm, I will. I, I mean, I can even think that when Black Widow does come out, I probably won't see it in the theatre. If, if it's has an option for, home release i'm watching it at home yeah 100 percent. i mean otherwise in the past like i never got you know one of like the the movie pass things or, or anything like that and so i'd really only go to the theater if if it was a star wars movie a marvel movie originally those were the only things that would take me to the theater and then yep. it was oh, okay if, if i'm guesting on somebody else's podcast and it's something in the theater and it's something that i want to watch okay i'm gonna go watch it but yep. you know, but, but if 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 I wasn't going to be on a podcast and viewing it, uh, nah, I'd just wait until it came out on streaming and then get it that way. But mm -hmm. otherwise, you know, Marvel, Star Wars, I got to be there for those. But if it's going to be home which viewing as an option, the last one. <laughs> which one? <laughs> the Rise of Shitwalker. Uh, dude, I went through a journey with that. I uh, I had been on the hugest Star Wars tear. Leading up to that, I watched all of Clone Wars, all of Rebels. I was balls deep into the comics for, like, the new canon and everything. And so then when I went and saw Rise of Skywalker, I was into it. And I left the theater, and I was loving it, really happy with it, listened to a lot of people's other takes on it. And, a lot, like, a lot of the first, like, negative reviews and stuff I was hearing, I was like, I don't, hmm, hmm. <laughs> but then the more I started thinking, I was like, well, they're making a lot of sense. I was like, I really can't refute any of their things. The only thing I can really come up with is, well, it didn't bother me because when I watched it, it didn't bother me. But then what's funny is then when it comes out on digital and I buy it 
and I start watching it. Then I'm like, well, fuck, now I can't shake these things that these other people <laughs> have pointed out because there's fucking truth in them. Yep. And uh, Rise of Skywalker is another Star Wars movie ever made. Dude, I had the exact. It's like it was such a similar experience to what I had with Justice League, where it was like I had yep. fun with it. Afterwards, I was like, you know, I really can't refute any of those negative things you're saying. And then they stick in my head. And then when I watch it on on streaming, I'm like, nope, can't even get through the thing. Yeah, I, I've I owned Rise of Skywalker since it came out. Never watched the whole thing. I can't get I through it. I will not buy it. <laughs> they will not have my money again on that one. Oh, and I haven't God. watched it since since I've seen it the once in the theater. I will not watch it again. It is a, the biggest pile of shit ever. No, that those that sequel trilogy is something that should be put in textbooks for film school or anything like yep. that to say, hey, if you're starting something from the beginning, saying this is going to be a trilogy, you need to have a fucking plan moving forward. Yep. It, at least scribble out a basic broad plot on a fucking bar napkin. Something, <laughs> something. Yeah, I, I. But they didn't have I, anything going into that, and it shows. And, and that's it was sad. All fucking fan service again. It was all to please the toxic Star Wars fans. And that's terrible. That's terrible system to be in. That's a terrible way to make movies. Well, it's a terrible way to do any sort of art, because art. Yeah. Ne- it- art needs to come from the heart of the artist. And if the heart of the artist is being like, well, what do the people want? It's like, then, then it's no longer coming from your heart. It's coming from your pocketbook and it's going to be fucking ugly as a result. Whether you like or or dislike Ryan Johnson's movie at the end of that, he basically took a stick of dynamite to the Star Wars universe and blew a fucking great hole in it that we could go anywhere. Yeah. I liked last Jedi. There was parts of the movie. I I certainly didn't like, but overall I thought it was a good movie. Exactly. But you could have gone anywhere with it. You literally could have written whatever you wanted. But no, J.J. Edmonds had to write a conclusion to his start that didn't make sense. That was just, oh, we've got to bring it back to Palpatine and Skywalker and we've got to do this and we've got to retcon that and retcon that and retcon that because we didn't like it. It's like, no... You, you've what you've done is you've just fucked up Star Wars now, and thank fuck for John Favreau. Yes, <laughs> you, know, you fucking amen to that dude. He rescued Star Wars. He did, he did. Because I mean, what what he did with the Mandalorian is such a it, it is such a palate cleanser. It is so. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just it's. The, what he's doing in The Mandalorian, it's just as good as... It makes me feel like the Star Wars I had when I, all I had was the original trilogy when I was a kid. And it was George the, Lucas the, just the original this. versions on VHS, you know? Yeah. George Lucas created this amazing universe, an amazing world with space wizards and laser swords and, you know, evil empires and awesome-looking starships and everything else that he he created for us. And then... No one's been able to sort of find a way through that to what's out in the rest of it. And all of a sudden, you know, thank fuck for Dave Filoni and writing a bit more about the Mandalorians and all of that in, in, in Clone Wars and Rebels. And then we get um, Favreau and this series that's just... All right, yes, we got Luke Skywalker. Spoilers for the end of Mandalorian Season 2. Yes, we've got Luke Skywalker at the end, and we have got Jedi and Force stuff in there. 
but it's not concentrating on that. It's showing you more of what's going on at a grassroots level throughout the galaxy, and that is fucking superb. Agreed. Absolutely agreed, dude. That that level that you get in this show is so cool. <laughs> that yeah. that you just I mean it's it's got the the grimy feel to it that like the original ones had. And the oh, the, the prequels yeah, lacked it because it was all CGI. Yep. And and or quite honestly, green screen. quite honestly, I th- I just don't think that there was anybody on the set of those movies that had the balls of like Harrison Ford to yep. be like, look, you can write it, but you can't say it. So I'm going to say it the way that it should be said and you're going to be happy with it. Yeah. Agreed. And because I mean, for sure. Oh my God. I, 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 I've, I've done a big turnaround where for a while I was a shit talker on the prequels. And then when I went through and rewatched them and then rewatched them again and again, it got to the point where I was like, you know what? I enjoy these movies. I, d- I really don't like a lot of the writing for the dialogue and attack of the clones. No, but, but otherwise I enjoy those prequels. Uh, I, I'll, I'll watch those prequels over and over again I before do. I go and watch I the just, sequel trilogy. I, I always find that they don't stick the landing with, um, Revenge of the Sith. Ooh, what part didn't I, they stick the landing? I've just always felt that the ending of that was rushed, and really, they should have started that movie a lot later, so that or started his turn a lot earlier. Oh, I, I, I think that that would have been an really interesting quick. movie had they done that. Yeah, I felt I felt they tried to squeeze too much into that film, um, and that was always my criticism of it. And the, and the ending's terrible with the what of Padme no it's just <laughs> it's just terrible but yeah other than that they stand up and especially when you watch Clone Wars as a companion Clone Wars is a superb series I yes, love it, it. Is. in the way it's structured how each episode works by itself but then it's also probably going to be part of a three to four episode arc where they're exactly. all tied together it's gorgeous I mean this show yeah. is so entertaining Exactly. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, JJ Abrams just fucking took Star Wars out and shot it, basically. <laughs> fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah. No, he did not but, stick you know, the landing. At on some that point, we'll get the JJ cut. We'll get the original JJ cut of the movie because <laughs> it was all because he he came out with that bullshit as well, didn't he? Did he? Oh well, no, that wasn't the original movie. We had a much, much darker and this, and we had to change it. It's like, no, That's... you didn't. You're a lying twat. Huh? Yeah, I, uh... I, I, I will, I will always say that the the biggest, the biggest failure of those sequels is is that they just didn't have a plan, and and they were no. just they trusted that oh we're gonna bring somebody in different for each one and it's just gonna be good. And it's like, wow, you're just going to go in to a multi-billion dollar fucking plan with, with hope? <laughs> you know, like, your plan is hope? Like, okay. <laughs> I bet it's going to turn out sake. great. Wow. Oh, boy. Absolute <laughs> fucking morons. <laughs> the world's full of them, dude. The, I always say oh. the, the average intelligence line. It doesn't mean that that there's a whole lot of people that are of average intelligence. It means that half the people are dumber than that. I know, I know, it's horrible. I I think people like to have this thought of, "Ooh, average intelligence." Well, most of us are this smart. No, no, half of you are not. Half of you are really fucking dumb. 
and it and it shows. <laughs> yep. That's why we're in the state we're in in the world. Fucking dumb people. <laughs> oh my lord. I'll tell you what, we're it just makes me happy people. to know that there's good people like like Matt Kirby in the world though. I don't know about that. Hey, you might describe <laughs> yourself as a grump, but you're one of my favorite people, dude. I am. I am very grumpy, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not grumpy. I just, I, I just wish for a better world, and I, I won't be polite about what I think it should be. Yeah, there's no, no point in you, it. it. It, it's fucking stupid. You know, I, I get PC, and I get, I, I get the kind of, you know equality and everything else and I, I understand it's all there and i i it's never been an issue to me because i've never seen it i've never seen a man should be treated different to a woman i've never seen a, the color thing should be a problem it's never been in my in in my agenda so i just don't understand it and i don't understand how someone can be racist and i don't understand how someone can think that they are better than this person because they've got a different color skin or because they've got a different religion. It doesn't make sense in my brain. No, it, it, it's never made I sense in mine I before. I don't get either. it. And I just don't understand why it's, it, it's bizarre. It, it just, yeah, I, I can't understand why we're in a, a, a 2020 or 2019 and and we're the people are marching for black lives matter because they should they've always mattered dude Dude, i blocked so many people on facebook it was like it was like every few weeks it was like i almost like was just posting something like that being like all right that's time to clean up the friends list a little bit more let's see who's a fucking idiot today Put up something like, you know, all lives matter. Oh, you know, you know, here, here's a quote from a black person about all lives matter. Get the fuck out of here. Block. Block. Oh, oh, we went to high school together. Treasured. Block. <laughs> fuck. God, just because we were in the same corner of dirt in Iowa and we happen to be the same age, what, we need to be friends forever? Fuck you. You grew up to be a moron. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. You're starting to sound like me. You're starting to sound like me, dude. Say <laughs> so I'm right there this with nice, you, dude. <laughs> this nice guy Joe is turning into an angry, cantankerous bastard like me. <laughs> we should Fuck do the cunt all. cast sometime, and it'll oh, just be, be three hours of us just bitching about everything we hate. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, t- I'll just come on with a list of names and go. This person is a cunt. This person is a cunt. This person is a cunt. <laughs> I just, I just want the world. You know, it, 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 it scares me to death that we live in this time, and and this is still happening. I just don't get it. I really don't. It, it. I think that's what make has turned me into an introvert. Is that I don't want to deal with people like that and casual racists. Yeah, same and here. People that don't realize, and 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 I get it. And and you know, it's that whole. You remember the the um, cucumber, um, sorry, <laughs> um, Benedict Cumberbatch. I was going to say cucumber patch. Cucumber patch. <laughs> Do you remember his whole thing where he where he called that guy coloured, and he got slagged off about it? Oh no, I don't. I don't think I saw that, but I could totally see that happening. Yeah, he, he didn't he use got, the right label. Re- yeah, but but it, it, it's. It's not an issue 
it was you know it, it it until that was brought to light it wasn't ever thought of as that being a derogatory term in in this country in our country well, I, don't, and, I don't i don't think it was and that's the it thing just, too is that he it, it sounds like he wasn't saying it as like a derogatory thing but somebody no. took offense at it and like not to yeah. sound cynical but it was probably a white person that took offense probably. at it and then made a big yep. deal about it. i dude here's the i need to try and find this somewhere there was a column that I read in a newspaper where a guy, and this was a black writer and he had used the word niggardly in a sentence, which has nothing to do with the N word, but some stupid white person read it and then wrote a letter to the newspaper talking about how they can't believe that this person would write this. And then the columnist wrote up following it being like, well, this is how dumb America is. (laughs) like you think it sounds somewhat like another word and so it must be that same word and so you know that's just a lot of dumb people out there and they fucking ruin it for people and and piling on him piling on benedict cumberbatch because number one if i hear somebody say oh it's a colored person i'll immediately think of hearing stories from my grandma where it's like oh wow people don't really say that anymore but it's like if you're not saying it from a place of hate, how about you just gently correct somebody instead of shaming somebody or trying to cancel somebody? It's like whatever happened to exactly. education and like trying to understand what instead of just taking, you know, the raw words that somebody says, words, words are meant to convey thoughts to one another. That's all they are. And, and to just take a word just for its, its base meaning, be like, you used this word. You're like, like earlier when I was telling that story about the German foreign exchange student and I used the F word that's super taboo now, you know, throughout the entire episode in the back of my mind, I've been going, maybe go through and edit that. No, fuck that. I'm not going to, but, but there's probably someone out there get really mad that I said that. And it's like, number one, I love gay people. I have lots of gay people in my family. In fact, when I look at the amount of my stark male cousins that are gay, it always blows my mind that I'm not. I, I've, it, I've never had a problem I, I, with it. I grew up, I grew up around gay people and stuff, but there's probably someone out there that's going to say I'm a homophobe because I use that word in my podcast. And it's like, dude, yeah, you get it. There, there has to be intent. There has to be dark intent. And if somebody said it and they were just, Oh, I didn't know. Well, guess what? Then that's a moment for education. And what's the best yeah, way to educate exactly. somebody gently or with shame? If you have kids and you say with shame, I fucking feel sorry for your kids because they're going to grow up to be psychos. Words have been given so much derogatory power. And they're just words. It's the it's the sentiment behind the word that makes it evil or not. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you were you you weren't saying anything derogatory. You were relaying a comment that someone made. Of repeating a sentence that was said you weren't being derogatory at all so don't even worry about that but it, it's people and, and you're, you're, you're 100% right 99% of the time it is upper class white people that have got nothing better to do than protest because they think that something someone might take offence to something yeah it's like yeah, they have to I've... co-op somebody else's struggle it's weird. Exactly. And they, they don't need to. And by doing that, they're then giving that word power and making that word a problem. Yeah, I, I kind yeah. of feel that same way. And you know, I'm not I'm not saying <laughs> that, that anyone should use any derogatory term against anyone. 
uh, I, uh, I am a ginger, ginger-haired fella. Okay. <laughs> I am a ginger. <laughs> I am. I got bullied because I was ginger. I'm not going to compare that to anyone else's struggle, but. Ginger has a derogatory term toward to me. It has a derogatory meaning because it's what was used to bully me as a child. Yep. But I'm fucking proud to be a ginger. I'm happy with it, and it's it's fine. But you know, what I mean, it, it's it's a stupid situation that uh, just fucking world. I hate it. I don't, <laughs> don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> Dude, I, I have so many times where I think that exact same sentence. Where, but for me, it's it's. A, I want to move into the middle of fucking nowhere, and it's going to be gorgeous. It's going to be quiet. It wouldn't be I'm far enough just... away. <laughs> yeah, you never know, man. The thing that's always set me apart before is it's like, well, I really love my internet access, and it's going to be tough out there. And it's like, hey, Starlink, <laughs> Starlink's coming. It's like yeah. the the, astro- the astrologists or the astronomers and stuff are, you know, they're not liking the light pollution from it, but. I'll tell you what, if you lived out in the Alaskan wilderness and all of a sudden you are able to stream HD or call for yeah, you'd help. Yeah, happy. <laughs> yeah, happy motherfucker. Oh, I just, uh, it makes me so angry. And I hear it at work. I hear it because, you know, I work with a lot of uh, like older chaps, sort of early, late 50s, early 60s, and they've got that generational thing where, again, they're not inherently racist. They just don't realize you can't say certain things in certain contexts. Yeah. And then other other of them that are just damn right racist, and you just think, oh, for fuck's sake, dude, shut up. Just don't say that, please. Mm. And they still do, and you just, I just hate it. I don't know why everyone can't just... We're all human beings. We all have the same colour blood running through us. It doesn't matter what our skin colour is, what our hair colour is, what our religion, race, creed. Whether you like Marmite or not, it doesn't fucking matter. Why that's, can't we all just get on? And that's where I always come back to it with it too, is that it's like, I don't want to make it sound like I'm some sort of person that, you know, levitates over everybody. And I think everybody should love each other and get along. Cause that's not going to happen, but no. there needs to be certain levels of tolerance and, and just treating people, treating each other with dignity so that we can all just get along. It's like, yeah. it's what we teach elementary school kids to do. But for whatever reason, when it's grown men in suits, it's excused. And it's like, you guys are playing like with the real shit when you're acting like this. Like you guys, if you don't get along, you can drag people into wars. And it's like, but you're going to go home and tell your kids that you got to get along with each other at school. And it's like, I don't know. It's just weird. It's, it's, it's odd to think that, that humans have it within their power to make the world totally awesome. But instead we don't because there's some real selfish juvenile bullshit that for some reason we just write off as yeah it's just the way some people are it's like well it kind of sucks and it makes it suck for everybody else that's it and it's never going to get any better because unfortunately with those sort of people they're still teaching their kids the same thing you know you think about it what slavery was abolished however many years ago in America how was 250 years. years. Yeah, so it's 100 and, 100, 170 years-ish. All right. 
yeah, about that. So you you would think that by now, with with X amount of generations gone by, that that kind of attitude should have died out, but it hasn't. You've still got that attitude of racism and whites are better than blacks, and that's and that shouldn't be there anymore. But obviously, it's still being taught from parent to child, from child to child, and it 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 will continue growing. I don't know why that. Why that can't go away. I don't know how people don't feel fucked up when they teach their kids hate. Because like, they don't. It, I don't it's, it's not in there. And, and, and they, that must be it, is that to them it's like, well, this isn't a problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's that gross is to the me. problem. Exactly. It's just that the, this is the reason it will never go. This is why you've still got fucking clan members, you've still got fucking Nazis walking the streets. Like that shouldn't be here anymore. Oh, like, well, in the really fact shouldn't. that it's that it's like being like excused, like the amount of ugh, the amount of white nationalism that we saw just get swept under the rug and have excuses made for it and stuff. When you know, with, with Trump in office, it's like what the fuck? All these fucking people came out of the woodwork and they're all sharing their opinions like it's just mainstream to say and think this shit. It's like, dude, it's fucked up to say and think that stuff. Go back under the woodwork and hide. Yeah. Uh, nope, we're out here. We're marching. We got our tiki torches. I'm like, oh, fuck. Fuck, these people are still around? Yeah, and it, that's exactly it. it. How? How are they still here? The only way they are still there is they have been taught by their parents and their parents taught them. And it, it's it's that's the racism that we've got to stop, and I don't know how we can do it. Yeah, I don't know. We need, you know, the world needs more leaders in it that can bring people together. Kind of like that that stuff I was saying about Fred Hampton earlier when he was saying the only politics somebody has in a burning house is fire and water. You know, yeah. we we need somebody around because, like, you know, for for all of Donald <laughs> Trump's faults, he was very good at whipping up his base. And, yeah, and so, was. unfortunately, unfortunately, it's like that's a, a skill that it was like, like, imagine if that guy had a shred of self-awareness and and true dignity to himself. What what you could do with a, with a power like that to be able to whip people up, but to only use it for for division and stoking hate. It's just it's ugly. It's ugly in, in the amount of ugliness that that he put with an American face to it on the world stage. It's like, it's going to take such a long time for us to, to lose that stink. And then it's, yeah. And then, uh, and then when you just see stuff like with the black lives matter protests and, and with the, the, the police violence and shit like that. And then you look back and see the sort of stuff that happened in, during the civil rights movements of the sixties. And you think, Holy fucking shit. It's 60 years later and we're still doing this exact same shit. We're still on this carousel. So did it hasn't you, changed. Did you watch, did you watch Lovecraft country? Uh, no, I haven't gotten to that yet. I heard it's pretty good though. Right. It is. It's a, it's a phenomenal show. Really, really good. Really worth a watch. Now there's a, there's a whole bit in that about the, um, the Tulsa riots. Yeah. And I never learned about that until I watched the Watchmen series on HBO. Neither, neither did I. And dude, when I and found out that me, that was then, real and it happened, yep. Oh, yep. Dude, exactly. It, like, and then I told, and then I, and then say, so, so I watched it in The Watchmen, and then it comes up in Lovecraft Country a lot more in depth. 
a lot more in depth and Kat didn't know about it and we were sitting there and she was like and that really and then and then there's a there's a scene in the first episode where they're getting chased out of a sundown town oh yeah i, I where, heard i heard that discussed on a podcast yep. And it's like, for fuck's sake! And we were just thinking, how the fuck was at that point in history was that country, was was America that bad? Let alone now. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Couldn't believe it had happened. Now, when 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 people are allowed into positions of authority, and they're not good people, or even worse, they're terrible people who are convinced they're good people. I think those ones are the worst <laughs> because then it's like they're doing terrible things, but they think they're doing it. You know, with with some sense of entitlement, or or even worse, they think God's on their side, and they're doing horrific shit. Dude, I don't know. Like, fucking, that's, uh, that's a fucking flimsy bullshit like, coward's excuse as well I, to hide behind fucking religion. I'm, oh my god, I'm more afraid of human beings than any other creature on this planet. Yep. Just because the the varied shades that you can get in personality in temperament between human being to human being is so fucking wild and that you could take the average human being and they could be capable of like the greatest, most, you know, empathetic, beautiful giving acts. And then at the same time, a person could be capable of doing the most horrific fucking shit you can think of. Like it, it just, Oh God. I mean, human history is just, littered with stories of just disgusting behavior like like have you ever watched apocalypto no i haven't oh don't uh, don't <laughs> dude it'll i'm still fucked up i watched it years ago and i'm still fucked up i might need to go take a shower after this because i thought about it <laughs> it like takes place in in um during the mayan culture yeah, it's the mayan yeah and basically the beginning of the movie it shows these people living in the jungle having a good old time and then other people come in while they're sleeping and basically subdue all the men, like kill the old people, take them all as slaves, and then take them into like, you know, wherever their big temple, Mayan temple was, and start cutting off heads and rolling them down the steps. Nice. Yeah. And then when they're like, when the eclipse finally happens that they knew was going to happen, and they're like, okay, the gods appeased, you can go now. And then instead of just releasing these other ones, they're like, oh, yeah, you can run, and we're going to throw weapons at you. And if you make it to the jungle, you're good to go. And then the one dude makes it to the jungle, and they're like, fuck that. He's not good to go. And then they keep hunting him down. And that's actually when the movie gets good. Everything <laughs> up to that point is terrible. If you want to watch Apocalypto, put it in and fast forward to the last 30 minutes. Okay. Then it's a feel-good flick. But if you watch the first bit of it, get ready for a shower. <laughs> like It's so horrible. So horrible. You've kind of got to respect a good old serial killer, though, haven't you? <laughs> well, that's probably why I like the book Nailbiter so much. Because, because but in they, real life, no. <laughs> just, no. Just from the point of view that they 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 kill people because they wanted to kill them. They don't hide behind any excuses. Oh, that's a good point. They were cunts because they wanted to be cunts. Not because, oh, you're this guy's not that guy, that guy's not this color. There's, there's no pretentiousness to it. They just wanted to kill someone. They were honest, but they're honest about it most of the time. Well, I just wanted to kill them. And I, I, you know what I mean? Kind of. It's a very strange <laughs> argument for serial killers. Like, like, hey, they're deplorable I'm human not, beings, but, but we know where they I'm stand. Not, <laughs> I'm not pro serial killers. I'm just saying. <laughs> their honesty. Yeah, it's, it's an honest profession. Killer. I just admire their honesty. 
It's an honest profession. <sighs> it's an honest profession. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> how are you? Um, how are you finding the nail biter returns? I've been enjoying it, man. I I yeah, think it's... I think it's been a a um a very worthy follow up to the original yeah, series. I think I'm on um, issue seven. I think as far as I've got, I haven't been down to to the uh, LBC recently to pick anything more up. But I think I've got to issue seven, and I read them in a like read one to seven in the space of an hour. I think because it was just fucking go go go, like, <laughs> nice. awesome fucking storytelling. Yeah, I think the last issue should be dropping soon. If if it hasn't dropped already, it's probably within the next couple weeks. I've got to I've got to get down to my comic book shop and pick up my pull list because it's probably getting big again. The last one was was about three hundred pounds. Holy crap! And that was it'd been literally sat there nearly a year gathering everything, and you know I've got I had a lot of comics on there, so I'm working my way through um, heavy metal at the moment, which is a bit of a slog. The DC DC event. Okay, yeah, that one. I think I read the first issue of it and then didn't carry on with it. Yeah, I've got. I, I've, there, it's a bit of a DC events seem to be a bit hit and miss, and they just seem to be very wordy. Like there's a lot of uh, exposition going on, and it's like, oh, don't know whether I can do this. So I just want to pick up an issue now and then, but it's their hard work. Yeah, that that first issue it was it was cool, and I love Scott Snyder and and, and teamed up with Greg Capullo. You mm-hmm. know, I love New Fifty Two Batman, and yep. and I thought Dark Knight's Metal was a lot of fun, also. But you know, maybe sometime if it's in you know like a trade, I'll probably just mm-hmm. read like the main issues. But to actually go through and read all the tie-ins and stuff, it just sounds exhausting. Yeah, I'm terrible for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a completionist, Joe. Yeah, because didn't you read like the full version of like um, uh, what was it like Blackest Night or whatever? Where it's like like a hundred yep. books or something like that to yep. read all of it. Something like that. <laughs> I think when I looked it up on Comicsology, because you can like search things by series, it said how many books. I went fuck that. Yep. <laughs> like I'll read a summary I'm, of it I'm someday. Terrible for it. I mean, I've just I've just finished um, East is West, uh, East and West. And I've got one more book, which is like a, an appendage book, which is other little stories. I was like, I've got to read it. It's it's not don't need it for the story, but I've got to fucking read it. It's part of it. I can't not have it. <laughs> That's I'm awesome. Awful, absolutely awful for it. Uh, the... I've got so many books that I've never read because I've just I bought them because they're part of a set, and I won't <laughs> read it. Um... I've got I've got to start selling some single issues off at some point. Um, what is the other one? Um, uh, Seven to Eternity is just about to wrap up. Is it really? Mm-hmm. So I've only read the first, I think it's the first trade of that I've got, and I haven't bought any more yet, but I will do. It's It's been really, it's really one. good. But the last issue, I'm thinking the last issue I read was, let's see, I'm pulling it up here. Issue number 16, and it ended with to be concluded. And so I think it's right. going to end at like issue 17. And so far, okay. dude, it's been fantastic. That book is so good. And the artwork in I'll it, Jerome Pena, just blows my mind. I'll have to get back on that one. I've just, because um, Gideon Falls ends, has ended now as well, hasn't it? 
Oh yeah, and like I think I I've read. To, don't 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 spoil it because I've got to get that last well, issue yet. I, I haven't, I haven't read it. it. I've read up to the last one. I think so I I, I need cool. to read the full last trade probably still. That was that book was superb. I love that from start to finish. That book has gotten it just keeps getting teeth. better. Baby teeth was we're waiting to come back. I think. I was thinking baby what teeth was... might have wrapped up. Maybe it didn't. No, though. they were going to do another. They 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 but it went on to hiatus, and he was going to come back and do another round. Okay, yeah, and he's been but so this... busy with Marvel stuff lately. Well, yeah, exactly. And then did you else? read his story? Have you read Die? No, I haven't yet. Is Die is the one where it's um it's like a a D and D group that kind of gets pulled into the game, right? Yeah. Okay. That's no, it. I've heard it summarized a bit, but I've not read it. It's definitely worth picking up the first trade and reading through and seeing what you think because it's Mark Miller. Oh, uh, sorry, not Mark Miller. It's um, um, Kieran Gillen. Oh, okay. Yep, I, I like Kieran Gillen also. So, yeah, he's a good, good writer, but it's definitely worth picking up. And the art in it is beautiful. Sweet. Um, and so I've, yeah, I've, I'm up, I've got a couple more of those to read, and then I'm up to date. Did you read Sentient? Sentient. I read the first issue with the the, the, the spaceship with like all the the yeah. adults like get murdered or something like that. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, I read the first Go issue. It looked pretty good. Le- Jeff Jeff Lemire, right? It is. It's a really good. I think it's only like five or six issues in total, but it's really good. Really yeah, good that's book. a um, TKO Studios book. It is. Yeah, they were on sale, so I bought I bought that one. I bought the Seven Deadly Sins and Red Fork to read as well. Yeah, um, I had a lot of fun point. with with Seven Deadly Sins. That was a good book. Yeah, I'm halfway through that at the moment, so um, we'll finish that off soon enough i've just got so much still to read i've got so many books on here i haven't even started reading yet still got clean room i haven't started you oh you haven't started clean room nope dude you'll like that that book is fucked up and it has that is um maybe my favorite comic book artist i mean he's up there uh john davis hunt right i love his artwork and he does the artwork for the first two volumes of clean room and also gail simone i mean come on yeah, you can't go wrong with that. What else have I still got to? I've got so much to read. It's ridiculous. I've just bought the entirety of Red Sonia, um, the Gail Simone Son- Red Sonia run as well. Oh, nice! The complete <laughs> book, which is like how many how many pages is this? Let's have a look because it's, oh, it's five hundred and four pages. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> massive! That's awesome. I've got it in hardback and I bought it on digital as well. And I've also started. I thought I. It's about time I started to reread Spawn, so I downloaded the first two graphic novels of that as well. Oh, nice. I've been kicking around the idea of going back and rereading Invincible, but I just read all of yeah, it see, in, like, I, August. I'm on, I've done the first book, and I've got the second book ready to go, but I haven't haven't done it yet. I might do that, seeing that the series is going to be out in the next month or so. So with the first book, do you mean just, like, Volume 1 Trade or, like, the first compendium? Vol- volume 1 Trade. Okay, yeah. Uh, I've got volume two downloaded or bought ready so, to read. So I'll probably do that next when I've finished what I'm on. I would say the, the TV series coming out in terms of superhero comics from start to finish. I didn't hit a single story arc in invincible that I thought was boring. Really? I thought I was entertained, dude. I read, I downloaded, well, first off on comiXology unlimited, the first 10 volumes were all free. And so that nice. like comprised pretty much the first compendium. 
So I only had to buy compendiums two and three. And that was during the duratio or after the duratio when we lost all that power, when we lost power and we didn't have it for six days during times mm-hmm. when the generator was running, my iPad was one of the things I was charging. Yeah. Can and, I like, that? and like, if I was running up to my mom and dad's house, you know, to like do laundry or take a shower or something like that, or take a hot shower, I should say, I took plenty of cold showers that week, but, <laughs> but I was taking my iPad up there and like, okay, before I do anything, I have to start downloading this next compendium. It's going to take a while. <laughs> <laughs> but dude invincible did you, read, man. did you read them in compendiums then did you well yeah but it was in digital i mean so i just i read them all yeah you know on on my ipad but um yeah. dude that i watched that trailer when it dropped i think yesterday was when good, the trailer dropped holy shit dude yeah. and the comic is so good um i actually bought a invincible figure also so it's like the first figure i've bought in forever and it's like his suit's all like busted up and he's completely covered in blood. I showed it to my kids when I got it and they were like, Whoa. I was like, yeah. I was like, daddy's action figures are the shit. (laughs) All my action figures are packed away at the moment. Well, (laughs) apart from two of them. I have a a hot toys problem. (laughs) See, I've got, I've got my, um, my one statue I bought that's Lion Cat from Saga, and then yeah, I've got one. <laughs> oh, it's so cool! And then I've got that that black suit Deadpool that I won from the Supercast. Nice. A long time ago, but it's like I don't have any good places to display them here. And when I had my office at work, you know, before I was working remote, I had them there because I was like, all right, I don't have any cats here that are gonna climb up here and fuck this up. Yep. And. And so then, you know, after I packed my office up and brought it home, like those, they're all neatly packed away in their boxes. So now I'm like, fuck, I need to buy some shelves or something just so I can display these things again. I had to put, we packed up all my hot toys when we moved out of the bunk, out of the old house. So they're all, so Thanos and Iron Man and Thor and Spider-Man, they're all being put away. Those hot toys are nice. Wrapped up. They're fucking gorgeous. I love I love them. And I know, yes, they're a fucking expense that I shouldn't, but I do love them so much. <laughs> At that and level, though, I mean, it's a real artwork, though. Yeah, and and they hold their value so well. I mean, they literally do. They're, I mean, it was, um, I think the, the end game Thanos that I got was already going for nearly, like, 25% more than I paid for him as soon as I as soon as I received him. Wow. That's pretty cool. Just because because they 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 do only do a limited run of them all. So, you know, to once you once they've sold out, they they're not easy to get hold of anymore. Oh shit. So, like, I guess I didn't know that there were limited runs. That makes sense though. Yeah, they are so so like Rod's Black Panther is worth an awful lot of money at the moment. That thing's awesome too. How it glows under yeah, a black I've, light. I've, I'm on the waiting list for their second run. Oh, nice! It's because obviously, because as soon as Chadwick Boseman passed away, the figure went up in value massively. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, so, dude, I rewatched that movie a few weeks ago. It was yeah. the first time I'd rewatched it since he passed. I was a freaking mess. Like I knew mm. I was going to get emotional watching it, but I didn't think it was going to be that. And then, yeah, like, so you know, my kids are thing. seeing me emotional and then trying to explain to them. I was like, this guy's the same age as me. 
He's yeah, gone I tear now. up a little bit every time he turns up in Endgame. You know, like, ah. Uh... Yeah, it's, it's not good. But that's where we get to, isn't it? Is we're now we're now at that age, Joe, where we're going to start going to more funerals than weddings. No, that is true. Yeah, <laughs> sucks. But <it's, laughs> once you get to forty, that's it. I mean, that is kind of the way it goes, right? That's yep. that's life. Nobody gets out alive. Ugh. Well, I might. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> don't know how yet. That's what my dad keeps saying. He's saying he's got some plan. I, I don't know how it's going to work out, but I'm like, I'm oh, going to be Highlander. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know how. But I'm gonna I could picture gonna you with a sword. Connor McLeod. <laughs> Connor McLeod of the Clown McLeod. And I cannot die. <laughs> oh, what a good movie. Why don't I make that again? Oh my gosh, properly. dude. Um, okay, so not too... Like, he was... Uh, Eric Marable and Paul Hart were re- somewhat fairly recently talked to that movie on Movies from the Heart. Yeah. And, uh, oh my god, I've I've been wanting to go back and revisit it ever since listening to that. I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet, but it's one of those ones where I uh, think about probably on a weekly basis. Where it's like, dude... Highlander has got a very, very, very special place in my heart because it was um, uh, an old friend of mine from art school. We, one night, we'd been to the pub, came back, we went to his place and we were sitting there drinking vodka outside, looking at the stars, shooting the shit. And then he was, he put on the Kind of Magic soundtrack. I was like, oh, this is really good. Queen, I love this. He said, you know, this was from Highlander. He's like, no, I've never seen Highlander. He put Highlander on. And we sat and watched it, and I just fell in love with the movie. Nice. Um, and he, unfortunately, he he passed away the same year as my mum from from drinking problems. Um, so it's got I've, I've sort of held that film very 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 highly in my in my heart. Oh, but yeah, it's, it's got um, extra yeah, meaning for you. It's an amazing film. I love it so much, and it's the scariest bad guy ever. Oh yeah, the Kurgan. The Kurgan. <laughs> yeah, he's freaky. Frightening as fuck. <laughs> but it's Mr. Krabs. It's Mr. Krabs. <laughs> it is. How can the same guy that played the Kurgan be Mr. Krabs' voice? <laughs> That's Clancy Brown, it right? It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make sense. It's not possible yeah. to lie. That guy's filmography is incredible. He's been the bad. Oh, he's he's been a bad guy stuff. in so many fucking things. But he's such a good good guy as well. Yeah, no, he's great. Well, he's such a lovable good guy as as a kind of uh, a, a protective patriarch. Um, and then, but he does play the bad guy as well, fucking phenomenally. Shit, dude! Oh my god, we've been talking for three and a half hours. Oh my god. <laughs> Actually, we've been talking for even longer than that since we talked for a while before we hit record. <laughs> we did. Holy shit, that went by fast. I just looked down at the timer and I'm like, what? <laughs> it's three hours, 46 minutes this call has been so far, Joe. <laughs> <sighs> Dude, I've had a great time talking to you. Yeah, it's been good shit, shit and just offload a load of anger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I feel better. I hope you do. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'll, find, I'll, I'll know when I get the response to this being published, <laughs> whether I feel better or not, or I just get hatred. Yeah, we'll see. 
<laughs> Serial killers? What the fuck? <laughs> it's an honest profession. How did you say that? Oh, well, I I guess I did get some hate mail earlier in this week, but it wasn't specifically related to the podcast. But what did you get hate mail about? Uh, so just a, a random person that I didn't know sent me an email and told me that I was a liberal pussy. Or no, a liberal oh, no. a liberal cunt. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say Kat probably knows a bit about it. Yeah. 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 Amazing. <laughs> so it's always fun when somebody you don't know sends you like an insult and it's like, wow, really? Okay. okay. Yeah, I love that. I wish I was on the end of that thing. That would have been amazing. <laughs> I, I considered responding to him, and then in the end, I was like, nah, you know what? They're, they sound like a it's miserable piece of shit. It, is it? It's, the trouble is, it isn't worth it most of the time. It's just. Yeah, there is no reasoning with those sort of people. No, no. No, especially you know, people that are like fucking, you know, Trumpers like that, where it's like, dude, you, you can go fuck off. Exactly. I mean, I'll, I'll have an argument with anyone about anything, and I'll always see other people's sides and other people. But when it comes to that sort of bullshit that you cannot talk them and they cannot be reasoned with, and there is no give or take, you can't argue, you can't you can't give them any time or any airwaves or anything. Yeah, no, it's it's totally stupid because I don't know. For a conversation to work, there needs to be a level of open mindedness and a back and forth. And when you're yeah. talking with somebody like that, it's like someone coming up to you and telling you they're thirsty when they're holding a cup full of water. Yeah. And it's like, you're not thirsty. Your cup's full. Get out of here. Or come back but with I an empty cup. Like, what is wrong I want with you? something else. <laughs> I'm not yeah. thirsty for water, Joe. <laughs> I want milk. <laughs> I just go back to the Henry Rollins thing where he's like, if life gives you lemons, make lemonade. He's like, fuck that. If life gives you lemons, yep. say, oh, I like lemons. What else have you got? <laughs> I love that guy. I know he's fucking great, and he's just I getting better with live. age. That, I now saw that him he's live oh a, fuck. Um, he was doing a he did a Sunday sermon at a rock festival, and it was fucking phenomenal. And the, it was in a little tiny like side tent, and it was fucking rammed on a Sunday morning when he gave this sermon, and it was amazing. Yeah, he's a fantastic speaker, man. Um, and the stuff he's doing now where he's basically just taking a camera and just going to any place in the world that he hasn't been before that he thinks will be interesting. <laughs> and he just God. goes there and takes pictures and, and, and writes an article about it and then makes his way back home. And he's like, yep, that's another place in the world I've been. Like, fantastic, dude. Like, what a... What a yeah. I don't know. I've, I've just always looked up to him, man. But But, you know, I discovered the boxed life when I was like... I don't know, like seventh grade. Yeah. And like, I remember the first time listening to it, like going into it thinking, Oh, it's going to be stand up comedy. And then realizing right away, this isn't stand up comedy, but then realizing, Oh, this is almost something better. Yeah. You know, it was almost like a, it, I mean, it, it's almost like listening to a podcast in a way. Yeah. You know, it's it just, it's random cohesive thought, isn't it? Um, which is, it is incredible to listen to. But, oh. oh shit man well 
I should probably let you go. It's pretty late for you. <laughs> it's getting pretty it's late on your side. Seven minutes to one. It's, it's happy Saturday. No, it's Sunday now. Dude, I really appreciate you staying up so late and talking with me. This has been a real blast. Oh, it's been a blast. It's been far too long. I'll have to do it again a bit sooner. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> agreed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and hopefully I'll keep my head screwed on and not fall into another abyss of depression and go on like a 10-month hiatus again. If you do, just give me a buzz and we can just talk shit and talk comics and doesn't, it doesn't matter with it. Yeah, I'll cheer you up. <laughs> I like it, dude. I'll that sounds what, like the it'll cure. It'll always be worse. <laughs> always be worse. Don't be depressed. It can get so much worse, Joe. <laughs> That's so British of you. I love it. <laughs> like, oh, you think it's bad? Oh, it could get worse. <laughs> Fuck, he's right. It, it can. can't get worse. You can. That's that's the only way to look at life. It can always get worse. But you know what? It can always get better as well. That's true. <laughs> now we're, now we're getting into the Maxwell Lord thing. It's good. Yeah. It could be better. It could be better. <laughs> it's like that's so meta Fucking about that movie. <laughs> dumb movie. <laughs> Fucking thing. <laughs> you, you ruined it now. You've ruined the ending. I, know, I was just going to say, I love that I've managed to get you mad about Wonder Woman again at the yeah, end. Before I go to bed, I'm not going to go and hit my wife. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm angry. Oh, shit. Well, I'm sorry. And my apologies to Kat that I brought this up again before bed. She's all right. She'll hit me back. I bet she would. It's hard. <laughs> I, yeah. I just don't see Cat taking shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, funny that. <laughs> he, said, he said he just doesn't see you taking shit. I was like, yeah, funny that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Well, this has been it's fantastic. One of a kind. Yeah, no, dude, thanks. Thanks very much for this. It's been awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and thank you all very much for listening. And until next time, this has been Starkcast. <laughs>